Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Then I sat closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, welcome back to The Session, everybody. Another uh, beautiful Pacheco day that uh, I don't know why you'd want to be anywhere else than in Pacheco on a day like this. The uh, refinery air has cleared away. And, uh, you know, when the, when the, whoa. A little hot there, sorry. Uh, when the sun is slowly setting on the stainless of those tanks. Yeah. And the smoke. The refinery billowing. tanks. Yeah, yeah, about. the refinery tanks. There's something about it. Brings a tear to my eye. It might be the particulate in the air, but, yeah. you know. It also brings extra cells to your chromosomes and really kind of fucks things up. But uh, it's a good day in Pacheco. It's hot again. First hot week of the year, so you'll probably hear us complaining about sweaty balls and things like that uh, for most of the program. Got the guys from Lagunitas. Hanging out with us today. Welcome to the studio, guys. Glad to have you. What up? You know, one of our first shows we ever did actually was uh, with you guys. Um, it was a different brewer, though. It wasn't any one of you three. We did it with you guys. Timmy. Who it was. Bevo, look up uh, our uh, one of, like our first month. Uh, search Lagunitas in the yeah, archives. Archiving that already? Okay. And, that was uh, Tim, Tim Geppinger. We're, we're already reaching back. Is that who it was? Yeah. yeah. yeah That's Timmy. right. Timmy. Tim, this, is Nobody Tim better. still with you guys? Nobody better. No, Tim went on to uh, Sonoma Springs. He just opened up his new place out in uh, in Sonoma, and he's got some German Hefeweizens going, a real nice really? pale that he's doing. So, yeah, Timmy's Timmy's doing all right. It's his own Happily place? Happily married, his own place. Yep. Has kid on the way. German-style brews. Yeah. Traditional, on a real small scale. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, he's got some open fermenters going, so. Okay. Yeah, Tim. Tim's good guy. Oh. We'll have to get him back in with us, then. Talk about he's the new place. He's got things to talk about. Yeah, I guess so. So, we got uh, we got Don, who's uh, talking to you there. Let's How do? How do? We got uh, Mark's in the studio with us, yep. and we got Jeremy. 
How's it going? Got a whole bunch of the Lagunitas crew. We were worried about you for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm started yelling at Shat, the producer. Where the hell's my guest at? You didn't get the email then? No. Oh. <laughs> did you send a we're late email? Oh, yeah. You did? I, I sent a, a see you really soon email. Oh, you did? Yep. Oh, Chad's just getting it now. Oh. Oh. That, that's, our, that's our producer for you guys. I think it's just registering now in his brain. <laughs> Eight minutes into the show, he's yeah. like, oh, don't worry, they're going to be here. <laughs> well, they came in pretty and, strong. And, they, they each had a case of beer. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't see that. That's the way to come into the BN. Right yeah, that's all. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. You got to come strong. That's how you get invited back. <laughs> <laughs> right there tomorrow. Yeah, we do have a great show. We're gonna be talking to the boys from Lagunitas all day. We're gonna talk about some hopping techniques. You guys do a lot of crazy beers over there. I think we'll try to talk about as much as we can. You're kind of the. I would call you guys kind of the kings of. I don't want to say seasonals because you don't necessarily put them out for the season, but you're like the kings of these nice one-off beers, in my opinion. Um, I want to talk to you guys about the Frank Zappa series, um, but just a bunch of beers. Like, if you look through, you can go to Lagunitas.com, I think it is, and you can look through their list of beers, and there's always these just different stuff happening. I also like that you guys like to give the finger to the man. <laughs> we were just doing that on the way down here. <laughs> Why we're late. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And that all comes from on top. That that definitely is one thing that filters down from the head of the snake. It does. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Company philosophy. I like that. It's got to be yeah. Uh, Tony McGee. Great. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's got to be a good dude to work for. Definitely. He seems like he's a lot of fun. He's got a good sense of humor. You never know when he's going to think up of next too. I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of interesting. It's like working for an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. It's a good company to work for. All right. I have to admit, uh, there's a lot of things we got to get done today, and I'm entirely hungover. Uh, <laughs> slow so and steady. Makes, slow yeah, and steady. Too. Yeah. I got the shakes a little bit. I'm going to need to drink some more beer and get back on the horse. What's going to have to happen? Maybe, uh, maybe if I came over and held you real tight, you'd stop shaking. I wouldn't appreciate that. I'd be shaking more, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I spent the night up at Sean Paxton's place in Sonoma, actually. I was up closer to you guys and just got fucked up on all sorts of different things that he gives me. That guy roofies me every time I'm near him. <laughs> I don't even know what he puts in my drinks and my food. Every time. So it's a lot of fun, though. It's all natural. Don't worry. Oh, Sean, you really have a thing for mushrooms, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he brought out all this amazing food. He cooked for 13 hours. It was a good time. I drank a West Vletteran 12 at like 2 a.m., and uh, that was pretty oh, impressive. Man. Pretty impressive. He's got a beer cellar like you've never seen. And he's been trying to get me to go up there to check out the beer for a while and finally made it and all sorts of stuff going. I think we were taking hits of nitrous at some point. I don't even know what was happening. <laughs> I don't remember. I plead the fifth. But it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I did a little video of it at some point. Uh, you can go oh. to uh, com slash brewing network. I think I did a live streaming something or other of Paxton telling us what was happening. So I'm hungover is that long story short, everybody. We've got another special guest in the studio with us today uh, from our old CBS days, JP. We got Scott Moskowitz hanging out. Yeah, what's happening, Moscow? It's fun to be here. Let me see if I can paint a quick picture for your listeners. There's six guys, seven guys sitting around this custom-made table in your garage. Yeah, we're all it's wearing. A, we call it a studio. I'm sorry, studio. Oh, we're, Scott. Did I, oh, the garage is like the G word. No yeah. good. Oh, it's not a garage. Sitting it's, around it's, this studio. It's it, obviously no, it's a sweet studio. I mean, but just because the opener is above your head. <laughs> it's not a, it's a studio. You did hang Christmas lights. We call it Studio A. 
Well, in Studio A, there's seven guys. None of us have shaved in what appears to be months. Yeah. We're all wearing T-shirts, save yeah. for one guy who has a collar. And then there's one like really well-put-together, attractive female. Yeah, the beef. Yeah. Hi. Everyone's just staring at the beef. The dudes are all just well, sitting there looking at the beef. I know. Yeah, beef's back in the chat room this week. Thank you for that. We don't have JP in there. Hey, wait. Hey, that's me. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Hit the chat now button on the homepage. You can go in there, join Beave, and uh, she'll take your questions. Send them over to us. You can call us, 888-401-BEER. And I even have my Skype open today. If you want to call in on there, you can do that. And if I pay attention long enough, I'll pick up your phone calls. So 888-401-BEER if you want to ask the boys from Lagunitas questions. Or, like I said, hit the uh, chat room. Uh, a couple of announcements for you guys. I think I told you last week that the anniversary bus tour is all set. Um, actually, I was going to try to include Lagunitas in this bus tour, and I just ran out of time in the day. I can't do it. Um, but it is all set. I'm going to be – I know I told you this last week I was going to put tickets up last week, and now I'm going to tell you I'm putting tickets up this week. I was waiting for the final price because in the middle of the day i got to feed you a bunch of schmucks after I you know, give you a beer half the day, and I'm waiting on a quote for that. But looks like tickets are going to be around 65 bucks. I got 80 seats. That's two buses full of BN Army members, and I'll try to put tickets up for sale tomorrow. Uh, we're going to Anchor, a little private tour of Anchor Brewing Company, and then we're going to go to Marin Brewing Company. There's a chance that one bus is going to go to Marin Brewing Company, and the other bus is going to go to Moylan's. Uh, Denise over at Moylan's is an amazing brewer and uh, an award-winning brewer. And they're close enough. They're worried about, you know, 95 <laughs> BNers infiltrating all at once. So we may, you know, split the buses. Um, whoever gets JP's bus, I'm sorry for you. Uh, but that's oh, you're, you know, I have a feeling it's going to be 80 people in one bus and then me <laughs> in the other bus. In my whole other bus going, what? I don't know what happened. That could be. That could be the case. Uh, then we're going, we're going to head over to more beer for a little parking lot festival. And there's going to be more beer on tap there. You're going to get to check out the brew sculptures you've always dreamed of and then give a tour. Um, Ale Industries is a new brewery right next door. We're going to be hanging out uh, with those guys. So it's going to be a good time. If you're coming to town for the NHC, it's Wednesday, June 17th. And then we're getting dropped off at Linden Street Brewery in Oakland at 7 o'clock for BNA4, our big fourth anniversary party. We've turned four. The terrible threes or whatever they're called are over. Or is it two? Whatever. Four, uh, four years old. Anything we do is terrible. Any year. And worth mentioning, by the way, is that Linden Street, after a long, hard struggle, finally got the yes to brew beer. They are, are brewing beer uh, officially. At Linden Street Brewing Company in Oakland, our good friend Adam down there uh, got the green light. And that's been a long fight for him uh, with the city of Oakland, those douches. Uh, so that's going to be a big party. I got emergency barbecue. Remember that guy? Remember Jeremy Sowers who came emergency in here? Emergency barbecue. Thank you. That's You're right. welcome. Emergency barbecue. Jeremy yeah. came in and did a show with us. He's going to cater the event with emergency barbecue. He did some really good things. And we got bands playing, things like that. Uh, I don't know if Cold Hot Crash. I don't know if I'm going to invite Cold Hot Crash to play this year. You know, I think they're kind of on a down. You know, they they were hot, and then you know they, they got suck. they got that bassist. <laughs> yeah, see, even their fans track them down yeah. to yell at them. Yeah. Wasn't enough yelling going on. Look at that douchey bassist. They do have a dude, and that drummer is kind of a well. Big he's all right douche. actually, but that bassist. All right, let's go to the phones already. We got James from Pennsylvania. He's on the line. He's got a question for us. James, what's happening, brother? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I was wondering. Um, if I want to do like a lambic, a lot of uh, a lot of the folks right say they use uh, like a cast condition type type of deal. Yeah. But um, I don't have a cast to to throw in there. Is is there a way that I can like once I have you know the, like the wood chips? Would that would that even work with 
you know. What are we talking that, about? You talking about just like, to, uh, like, like instead, like I don't have a barrel. I see. I had a barrel, like, uh, like the wood chips to get that the flavor, get that flavor with, and sure. then after they those wood chips have the uh, the lambic strain in them. Uh, can I reuse those wood chips for yes. like a later batch with wood? It, it was that, is that recommended or should what I start? Yeah, I, Vinny like, gives them out. Yeah, uh, that's true. Vinny did that a couple years ago at one of the homebrew competitions, uh, conferences rather, uh, where he showed up with a, with bags of chips that were from his barrels. He chopped them up. They had all the bugs in there, and a lot of homebrewers had some uh, success with that. So, yeah, you can certainly do it. Find yourself some wood with bugs in it and uh, chuck it in your beer. Yeah, you'll be good. So, but like. Re- reusing them is that would that be okay too for like bat- from batch to batch to batch over and over again the guy Lagunitas you want to you want to jump in here I'm not exactly the best expert for lambic style beers but if you buy some wood wood chips and, and inoculate them yourselves with the uh, either the lambicus or the bruxellensis or the uh, anomalous or a blend thereof and you like what you get and keep in mind that stuff takes a long time to develop and the way you're going to know that it's doing its job is your carboy. I'm assuming you're going to drop these chips down into your carboy and, and yeah. let, the, let the bugs grow there. Um, as long as you see, like, some snot going on, yeah. you, can, you can be certain that, that they're doing their job. And, uh, but they do work slow. And as long as you like the beer that comes out of there, uh, you can reuse the chips. And keep in mind, they, they are going to pick up some stuff as they go. The oak is going to go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as you like what you're producing, you can continue to use them. Yeah, and if the oak goes right. away, you can just put more chips in there or cubes or that whatever. that haven't been inoculated, just just for the oak flavor. Yeah, but keep yeah. the same ones going. Yeah, you know, but um, you know, you can add a little more if you still want that oak flavor. By the way, uh, pins suck. I just want to tell you that. Okay, there you go, James. Thanks, brother. All right, thank you. All right, wow, keeping us on track early. He's not even letting me dick around at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Going straight to the beer info. Some no nonsense advice. Yeah, the craft oh! beer lifestyle. Which, like that, which Justin we? lives, by the way. you got no no fewer than four beers on tap. At all times. I'm impressed. And thus we've, that's because we've, Not got, we've had Chad working lately. <laughs> but so, impressed. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did have a question come through from the chat also about the bus tour. Uh, let me wrap that up. Uh, will the buses be taking people back to the Marriott after BNA4? <laughs> no. That's a big negative. Uh, I'm, I can't afford to have this thing sitting around for four hours while we yeah. get shitty. Uh, but the Marriott is not far. You know, what I'm going to do is call uh, a couple of the local cab companies, to be quite honest with you guys. You're going to have to pay your own cab fare home. But I'm going to prep them to send over just a heap of cabs and get everybody back. Some of you might want to walk. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it's in downtown Oakland, and uh, yeah, you can run. Yeah, if you want to run, that's fine. <laughs> just, this big train of like a uh, hundred or so homebrewers, a bit overweight. Maybe dudes, we just could jogging downtown Oakland. <laughs> Maybe we could uh, pay Terrence the Black to to guide everybody back. Like he can be the quest leader. Yeah, Terrence can oh, come by yeah. and. Uh, What's the quest leader? Because he was that be, a World of Warcraft he would, thing? He would be in front. Uh, so it's a quest to get home. Terrence can come by and he can lead our quest home in our elfin costumes because it's time for us to take back the streets. Yeah, as long as he uh, puts no less than four buffs on us because uh, uh, my mage has poor armor. Oh, okay, man. shut up. Nobody knows what you're talking about. JP and Schumann, Schumann does. We're talking. Oh, in your they spent the face. first hour before the show powwowing about World of Warcraft yeah. together. We're going to go on a quest together. Yeah! What? The, tell me what server you're on because if we're on the same server, then we could have a quest together. Uh, sounds like somebody's jealous they didn't get invited to the quest. 
<laughs> you know, jealousy is a very stinky smelling cologne, Justin. <laughs> I can't wait until I, I walk into Studio A one day and uh, and Schumann's sitting in there in his cloak playing. <laughs> we have like pace on elf ears. <laughs> like just go for it. Leave me alone. Right now, me and JP are about to finish our royal quest. I'm not concerned with anything happening in the RL or real world, as you call it. <laughs> this is more of the world of Warcraft, mm-hmm. which is a very small world. After all, yeah. So no, the buses aren't taking you back to the Marriott. I but just maybe, like Sulu. Maybe Schumann and JP will uh, put on their swords and uh, help you through Oakland to get back to the Marriott. Phew. Bulletproof cloak on. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to take care of everybody. I'll make sure that there are cabs around and do what we got to do. Not going to leave anybody stranded. So uh, trust me on that one. All right. Uh, what else do I need to tell you guys? Uh, you can get AHA memberships through the store. Uh, actually, now what you need to do is click the AHA banner. It's on our homepage. It takes you to their page. You can buy one-year, two-year, three-year memberships. You can buy them for the family. You can get International Homebrewers Association memberships now. So just click the AHA logo bottom right of the page. BN Glassware has arrived, finally. So you guys can get your hop grenade glasses starting tomorrow. Yeah. I will put it all in the store before I leave. Going to the Craft Brewers Conference. Any of you guys getting to go to Boston for the Craft Brewers Conference this week? No, huh? That's too bad. Too bad. No. I'm like, no. <laughs> this is radio, yeah. by the way, we're so if you yeah, say yeah, no, it'd focused, be better. We're focused on Oakland. You are. Good. We kind of come strong to Oakland. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I still, I'm going to hit you guys up for beer for the anniversary party, too. For that night, we're gonna have a bunch of people. Have. It's a little. It's uh, Chad already did that. Wow, look at you at work. No, I, I think he just meant right now. Oh, I see. Yeah, all right. You think Chad would do something really without being asked? <laughs> yeah, twice. No. What are you uh, dolling yourself up for there, Bevo? Getting your lips all glossy for us? That would be chapstick. I see. It's for oh. the herb. I liked it. No. Oh, oh wow. God. Way to go, Sam. <laughs> <Good> huh? <laughs> yeah. Man. Give. I'm kidding. No, it, it is chapstick though. I see. Yeah. Sure. Please, I don't care. Except for, except for you were doing eye makeup for the I did put 15 some eye minutes for the show. I put some mascara on. No, nothing wrong with that. This is, this is radio. That's all. All right. So stay tuned to the store. You can get your glassware, hats, all that kind of stuff. It'll be up there this week. Um, and then finally, you can sign up for updates on our Twitter account. You know, we let you know what's happening. You go to uh, twitter.com slash brewing network, and we'll send you all sorts of good updates. Justin, what's going on here, buddy? When we were doing the CBS show, you were like, what is the f- book of faces? Yeah. Or I don't even, I don't, internets. And, uh, now we have now we have our own Facebook page, and uh, we, we use it a lot. And you can go search Brewing Network on Facebook, and we're there. I don't know what happened to you, buddy. It's like, I don't even know you, man. Yeah. Well, Chad takes care of all of our Facebook stuff. So if you want to join up there and uh, see pictures of in-studio happenings, and yeah, you can find all that stuff there. Right, JP? Facebook. Thank you. I didn't uh, have my mic. I'm sorry. <clears throat> all right. Show ideas, guests, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That'll go to, to yourself. Oh, wait. Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your show ideas over to him. He's probably running out of ideas by now. So, um, we uh, could talk about like making beer and stuff at your house. I found out this week that uh, Chad's mom is a little upset with me because I Uh-oh. make fun of him too much on the program. She wants to Uh-oh. she wants to talk to me about how I speak to him. Uh oh! I'd like an apology. <laughs> Is she upset that she raised a pussy or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, she always yeah. wanted a little girl, and uh, you know now she has one. A Which very part is, big she, one. is she upset that I call you a fat load throughout the whole show, or she was ups- what's she upset about exactly? Pretty much that. It's My son is not fat. He's big boned. Yeah. However, he does wear double extra large everything. <laughs> he's always been a healthy boy, <laughs> but he's not fat. No. He's just more of him to love. <laughs> yeah. She's not happy. I'd watch it. 
She's really not happy, is she? Watch her ass. She's such a nice woman, too. I don't want to have to go face the wrath. Yeah, is, is, yeah, is her wrath just like, oh, you, you boys, oh, and that's no. it? Or, I mean, like, does she get pissed? She's like she's probably pretty upset, right? Yeah, she does it. You know, like clench your teeth. Like I am so fucking pissed off. At you. Oh, oh no. she didn't clench her teeth about she me does yet, that. did she? No, but that's how she oh, gets good. pissed. Because so. that would be she'll probably do that. Man. I'm just so. Yeah. I, I'm gonna come in the back seat. Don't make me come over the back seat. That's it. What did she do to punish you as a kid? Did she have to, like take your door just off? Just drive and, like, fast. Stupid and scare shit like the that? shit out of us. <laughs> Boy, well, kids get in the car and then yeah. she just like fucking rip down the road. <laughs> I haven't put my seatbelt. I don't. Okay, sorry. You know, I'm going to be in Connecticut next week after the thing, but I was going to stop in and see your folks, but not now that I know your mom's upset. I'm not going over there. Probably a good move. I've got to avoid that. What's the cab ride over there? Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> here right now. i got gas for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll film it. If I go, I'll bring, my, I'll, oh, bring you the, should, I'll bring the video. The first, uh, like, when she opens the door, you have it on so she can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's being streamed. <laughs> this is live right now, Mrs. Shat, the producer. <laughs> or you could pop in and make it up to her. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm, I'm kind pop of, in I'm and kind of afraid. <laughs> I might invite your dad out for a beer. You should. I'll tell him should. not to tell her where he's going. He's a big home brewer now. That's right. He's brewing, isn't he's he? Brewing. With uh, one of our oh, BNers really? out there, too, right? Shane, yeah. What's that like? <laughs> Bebo's still waiting for her lessons, chat. Maybe you have to go to Connecticut and talk to Sheen. Yeah. Maybe. Does he like it? Is he enjoying brewing? He does, yeah. He likes it. I think he likes the tasting part better. But that's what I'm th- see. I don't picture your dad. Your dad's more like me. I don't picture him as too much of a brewer. I picture him as like, he likes to hang out and drink some beer. Yeah, definitely. You know, like you go to a winery or you go to the beer pub and you get tastings. I mean, he'd be the guy I'd put up at that position if I had a place. Yeah, he's the like, guy. The talk. Ta- ch- yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Mar- Walmart guy. You know, he's, he's that. <laughs> he's the, the welcome Walmart. to Walmart guy. Like the half retard. It's flattering. Thank you. Would you like a cart? <laughs> yeah. I washed it down today. I love it. You just now we've insulted both of his parents. In the first portion well, I didn't of the mean that he's retarded because he's a very nice man and could probably kick my ass. Yeah, I just meant you know. All right, whatever. And uh, you can send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork dot com. We're going to get that in a moment. But first, uh, Shat probably has um, some announcements for us. I do. Got something going on in uh, New York City. Actually, Doc should uh, have some good stories coming back. Actually, yeah. Uh, but this one's on the twenty first at the Poorhouse. It's a homebrew competition being put on by Sam Adams. Check out the info at going dot com slash best brewer. Uh, Craft Brewers Conference in Boston. I know Justin will be out there all week yep. getting some uh, good interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's a good conference if you like craft brewers. Thank you, Schumann. Yeah. Thank you, Schumann. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the 25th, we've got the Meat for Your Die competition that's uh, going on. So uh, check out, uh, oh, what the hell? Meat Free or Brew Free or Die is the uh, homebrew club. Check out their uh, website for details. May 1st, the. Uh, Sam Adams Long Shot Contest. Uh, get your beers in. That's the deadline. Uh, just go to SamuelAdams.com. They have a little promotion button you can click on the uh, Long Shot. Yeah. I've got a few beers in. You can be like Tasty. That's Face right. on a bottle. Had a hell of a release. Hopefully he gets in studio today and we can uh, talk about that. Yeah, I got some video uh, from the release party that I'll post tomorrow before I leave, too. Oh, yeah. I interviewed uh, the brewer who uh, who brewed these pilot batches and all three of the Long Shot winners. Uh, that stuff's on, on the shelf now. So... Tasty yep. looks like he can use a good release, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he does. <laughs> May 2nd. Is he coming? He, he should be here. Yeah. All right. He should. He, uh, well, actually, we're uh, helping out with the judging of the uh, competition, national competition. Out in First Rhode round Island, NHC? So. Yeah. Did you enter? Oh, yeah. How do you think you did? Oh, I think I have a chance. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You got shut out at World Cup. I know. I know. Same, same beers? Some same beers, I know. Yeah. You never know. All right. So we'll see. All right. Uh, 
So May 2nd, Orlando International Beer Festival. Go to uh, cfhb.org. Yeah, or- Orlando's in Florida. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the East Coast. <laughs> Uh, deadline coming up for the uh, Southern Star Brewing Pro-Am competition. That's uh, southernstarbrewery.com. Uh, beers can't be uh, must be greater than 5%, so check out southernstarbrewery.com for the All details. Right. Yeah, 5% is alcohol by volume. Thank you. Yeah. Schumann's great at this. Oh, he's really good. Full <coughs> of information. And uh, right now, uh, they are accepting uh, entries for the homebrew at the WEB competition uh, by the Casper Homebrewers. They're putting that on. Uh, go to hbd.org. Your song's almost over. Oh, sorry. W E B stands for web. And, <laughs> hey, and this is a big one. Uh, definitely say you know you heard about this on the BN. Uh, yeah. They're going to donate a dollar from each entry. Yeah, uh, they hear about the BN. Uh, so go ahead and put that on there. Which one was that? This is the uh, W E B competition. Homebrew at the W E B, yeah. and they're accepting entries through the twenty fourth. So go to hbd.org slash Cass River. Okay. And uh, of course, as always, still going on the Hop Addiction Month at uh, More Beer. Oh, yeah. So go ahead to uh, morebeer.com, and they have a promotion going on, and it's called Hop Addiction Month. Just click on Regan with a plate full of hops. And, uh, yeah. Punch them in the face discounts. with your mouth. Yeah. It's a good what, idea. like hops and hop backs and oh, anything hop like related, hops. right? Yeah. The hops what? is what you put in beer <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Some breweries put it in, uh, added uh, hops three times. Yeah. What's next month? What's What hops. addiction is yeah. next month? Uh, it's temperature control month. Addiction month. It's not addiction. Are no. they going to have a frost brew competition? <laughs> oh, can we do that? <laughs> yeah. Can we please have a frost yeah. and Can we have a cold filtered competition uh, next month over know, at More Beer? A frost brew, because no one really knows what the fuck that means. Judging so, the drinkability. Yeah. It's, it's boiled with ice. Yeah. yeah. Ice yeah. brewed. For supreme drinkability. So it'd be great. Just you enter whatever the hell you think a frost brewed beer is. It's a good competition. You Whatever you wanted, however you define frost beer. Yeah. I want my name on the flag. Yeah. The Schumann Frost Beer Competition. Schumann's Frost. be a rainbow flag. <laughs> you i don't get it is that it that's it thank you shat oh my god you've got mail okay. <laughs> a little bit of feedback for you which reminds me doc's not with us today he's uh st- he's probably on his way back from new york by now yeah i know that he had a bn listener extravaganza last night in new york city <laughs> in his pants i was i was being updated by his brother who uh wasn't quite as excited as doc was to be there <laughs> but i'm sure he had a good time so thanks to the BNers out in uh, New York who took care of our doc. All right. Uh, hey, Justin and BN gang. Today's my 30th. Oh, uh, feedback's brought to you today by, who's it brought? A Williams Brewing Company. Thank you. Uh, Williamsbrewing.com. You can go check it out. And um, they're great people for helping us out. Uh, hey, Justin and the BN gang. Today's my 30th birthday. But uh, unfortunately, I can't get shit-faced and listen live to the session because I have to get up early for work. Sissy. Could you give a shout-out on the air and have Jipper and Schumann sing me uh, a birthday song that I can enjoy while at work tomorrow? Uh, I look forward to getting old and wise with the rest of you grown-ups in the BN studio. Um, at least getting old and waking up at four. He's, he's foreign. It's not very clear at this point what he's saying. But he does say, suck it. Love you all. Cheers. Tour from Denmark. Uh, Please to enjoy the things on birthday days. Sun rising, bedtime, sleep now. Yeah. Uh, would you and Schumann like to uh, do a happy birthday special for tour? Sure. Okay. Uh, Schumann and JP, ladies and gentlemen. Birthday's a very special time. It is. Yes, it's a very special time. So I will talk to with... I have my friend here from all the way from Germany. 
It is not Schumann. You think it might be Schumann. It is not Schumann. It is Baron von Stickdick. Baron, would you like to say hi? Yeah, hello. How you doing? Did you find like the the worst guitar you could find in the in the studio? Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty good. Okay, it's very nice. It's a handmade guitar from his dad. He had uh, two left feet on his hands. It's a very weird man. Yeah, okay. now he's dead. Yeah, he's dead now. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, so you are. <laughs> So Tor is uh, from Denmark, yeah? Yes. It's very close to Germany. It's yeah. not as close as, uh, you know, Austria. Yeah, but, we, uh, we bombed them, yeah? Yeah, we bombed. I think we bombed. Yeah. I think we and bombed. The 40s, we kicked our ass, yeah? Okay. I'm talking clubs last week. We bombed the clubs. Oh, yeah. That, oh that's God. what I talk about, too. And um, uh, so I want to say uh, I've been to Denmark and they have a fantastic uh, mauve light district. Okay. Um, mauve light, it's like your red light district, but very more stylish. It's mauve instead, nice. Very more stylish. Yeah, All right. Yeah, lots of mauve. Yes, Good. it's very, very pretty. Right. Would um, you sing happy birthday to Thor, please? Oh yeah. But what about all the funny things I had written down here? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of them. Um, yes, we're funny. just running out of time. Oh, that's a very poop in the pants. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um, Are you ready, Baron von Schnick the Dick? Yeah. Eins, zwei, drei. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, now they threw us off again. Yeah, yeah. Stop laughing. Sorry, go on. <laughs> it's not funny. If we count to four, well, you cannot count to four. It's okay. Carry on. Eins, zwei, drei. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, I hope you get bomb cakes. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. <coughs> yeah, we really mean it. Yeah, we really mean it. It's very true. Uh, oh, no, don't do that, Chad. It's okay. Happy, happy birthday, dear Tor from Denmark, who's 30 years old. It's very old, but not too old. Hope you can get your Vini up. Happy birthday to That's pretty good, Schumann. <laughs> I mean, bar and bun, stoop my dick. Whatever it was. Good job. Stick the dick in. Okay. There you go, Tour. You asked for it. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, enjoy. I've been listening to the show for about six months now, and I've listened to all the past shows. I learned to brew listening live to the show. That's pretty cool. Taught the guy to brew uh, something, whatever we did. Uh, I did buy an extra bucket kit. Uh, an extract bucket kit, sorry, oh. from a local liquor store in November. Oh, oh, yeah. But now I've got a sculpture and I'm brewing all grain. boy. I've always believed that it's not worth doing unless you do it well. Tell that to Schumann. Uh, the show and the info has been great and helped me brew some great beers. Uh, yesterday I attended the Prioria Beer Fest in Illinois uh, with my homebrew club. There were over 300 beers in six area homebrew clubs. I was sporting my BN Army Hop Grenade shirt. All night people commented on it, and five homebrewers at separate times all came over and told me that they've learned so much information off the session and that that other show um, than they have from any other source. Oh. It's pretty good. What do you learn from that other show? I don't know. Uh, but that's awesome. Uh, glad I could represent you guys. Keep the good work. That's from Jim. Thanks for rocking the shirt. It does always surprise me. Everywhere you go, you wear the shirt, uh, you will meet people. It's true. <laughs> I got a weird yeast poem sent to a me. A poem? It's a poem. It's not like a love poem or anything. Is it something that this guy reads to his yeast? Because I, I think we were talking last show about some uh, people in Italy. It's dude in Italy who plays music to his yeast. Yeah, right. Kind of like that. Maybe like that's a, what it is. Yeah, weirder. Takes a more uh, more literary approach. Uh, do you want to hear it? 
Kind of, yeah. Kind of, but kind of not. I know. And, that's, and as I got about halfway through it, I felt the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll read it. Let's give it Maybe a Maybe it's here. better if Bevo reads it. <clears throat> that could be true. Bevo, you want to come over here and read it? It would be pretty funny because no. she's going to really screw it up. It's kind of weird. Women don't like yeast. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Well, you don't have to straddle it, Bevo. Just uh, read it. It's different. Words you don't want to read it? Yeah, no, I'll still pass. Thanks. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeasty, yeasty. Oh, <coughs> yeasty, yeasty. That's how it begins. Yeah. <clears throat> because of the tools that compose all the rules, we're made to feel like we are fools. Fools of which are just a stitch in the pitch of the life of the rich. Oh, Jesus. The rich right. of which is feeding the pitch only to shit out our stools. The stools of our hops, uh, stools of ours hop up like flowers and make us think we rule. We eat the hops to avoid the flops, and if that doesn't work, we hit the wop. You hit Cheers the white Anglo from Kent. I would have destroyed that. Uh, wow. What about the sneeches and good sneeches living on the rooftops of the leeches? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, good effort. A star for effort. How about that? Well, thank you. You get a half star for learning how to turn on the computer. Yeah. Uh, here's a question somebody sent in. Hey, Justin, first off, uh, let me say that I love the Sunday show. I just found the Brewing Network about a month or two ago, and I've been working my way through all the old podcasts. Um, on one of the shows, you mentioned that you had uh, to bend back the cooling unit in a mini fridge uh, to make it a kegerator and mount up the tower. And that's true. You can take, like, a dorm fridge. But, you know, they have the, the freezer bit uh, at the bottom. You can just unscrew it, and it's also the cooling element for the fridge, so you can't get rid of it. You just sort of bend it back toward the back of the fridge. Uh, but what he wants to know is he did it. Uh, he bent his cooling fridge back. He thinks he can put two corny kegs in there. But he'd have to set the CO2 tank inside the cooling unit, which is bent back. So you know what I'm talking about? I guess he, he, the, the, the cooling unit would have to kind of wrap around the CO2 tank for them both to fit in there together. Are there any potential problems with the CO2 tank getting too cold from being surrounded by the cooling unit? PSJP is a douchebag. Keep up the good work. Uh, well, I was going to say something, but now... Uh, now you're not going to answer. Yeah. What do you guys think, uh, gallery, Lagunitas guys? Is it unsafe to freeze your CO2 I mean, tank? the only thing that can happen is like a valve freeze and stay open. I mean, it, it, yeah, there's nothing that's going to happen that's going to be bad. It's <laughs> as freezing. It, I mean, as we've just blown up somebody's is, living room. Yeah. Are we sure? I mean, yeah. No, no yeah. When we when we when we get gas at our place, it's, it comes in as a liquid. It's frozen. It's it's not a gas. Okay. So it comes in. You know, it, it's a stable product when it's liquid. Got it. Um, again, a CO two tank is going to be rated. It's going to be certified. There's no chance of it freezing to the point to where it's going to be any kind of danger. Is it, it evaporates? It's going to turn to gas. It'll be fine. Okay. Make sure you have a good pressure relief on it just in case, though. Oh. oh. Yep. There you go. Um, you guys remember? Uh, Last week's we started a, a potential contest for uh, Blobberglops BFF. <laughs> yeah, and NHC. How's it going? Uh, well, we have questions. We haven't started yet, but somebody had a, a, just to refresh some of you. And Bevo wasn't here. You know our our, uh, our beloved listener, Blobber Glooby 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 Glop Glop. I'm a man. That guy uh, calls in every week, and last week called in with a a great idea for a change, and uh, that was <laughs> that um, he will never call again. No, that's not that. We we should uh, give away a trip to the NHC to somebody who will be his BFF for the week, and they have to essentially stay handcuffed to Blobberglop for the entire week of NHC, uh, which we thought was a fabulous idea. Uh, so somebody wrote in, uh, last night I dreamt that I won the pass to NHC. <laughs> I was tied to fucking Blobber all goddamn day. It was the worst 
and best day of my life. Drank some great beer, met some great people, learned some great things. Anyways, by the time the night was over, we had to share the hotel room. Two beds. And he passed out at 10, like the girl he is, in his pink nutters. Uh, so I gave him a Pacheco sneaker uh, oh. and uh, <laughs> slipped out the rope behind him. Went down the stairs and got me some Oakland skanks. Love the show. You make work tolerable. That's from Dominic in La Mirada. Uh, it's a nice dream, I guess. I guess. It's all right. I, don't know. I like that he gave him a Pacheco sneaker in yeah. his dream. It might be the first one outside of Pacheco. You know that guy parties hard because uh, <laughs> Oakland skanks are tough, man. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, fairly new listener to the BN. I recently caught up with all the Bruce Strong episodes and only one show behind in the Sunday session. Just want to thank you guys for all the knowledge and entertaining shenanigans. Keep up the good work. A lot of knowledge being mentioned in today's feedback. Strange. Um, hey, another one of America's hats signing in here. Uh, Canadian for you, Bebo. Uh, the BN is the best. You guys have improved my homebrewing uh, tenfold. I now give my beer to friends and family with great pride. In the past, <laughs> I, I would apologize <laughs> as they drank my sludge. Uh, so you're all great folks, even JP. Oh, that's not true. Love all the shows, even that other one that's never on. <clears throat> Recently entered uh, three of my beers in my first competition. And I wish I wish that I could report that I placed with all of them, but sadly I did not. But all three did score in the high 30s. So that's, that's worth a... Uh, yeah. Not too bad. Not bad for only brewing uh, for about a year, he says. And, 30 out of 100, right? <laughs> high 30s is a is a pretty damn good score. In, I, uh, I notice there's a lot of terminology going on that I'm only semi-familiar with. Yeah, you're not into the brew scene yet. The CBS show was a little more watered down, no pun intended. Yeah, it was didn't have all this home geek, homebrew geek stuff in it. What's a perfect score? 50? Yeah. 50, right? Yeah, 50. Yeah, so a lot of 30s. Um, he said the only thing that stopped my beers from being 40s, they said, was a lack of CO2. So he has a question. I use the Tasty Cheap Tube Counter Pressure Filler, which isn't really a counter pressure filler. It's a tube off of a tap handle into the, your bottle. Uh, he says, what should the PSI be set for this method? Could the problem be that I... Um, oh, could the problem be that I cap on screw-top bottles? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can't cap on screw-top bottles, man. No. you got to cap on pop-top bottles. Um, so that's a big problem there. Yeah, uh, you need to over. You need to to you know. It depends on what his PSI is first. Yeah, you know, if he's carboning at ten, you should probably go up to twelve for a little bit. Yeah, you know, a couple of days, maybe a week, and then lower it down to five or four. Oh, look! And as a matter of fact, uh, we can get it from the horse's mouth. Look who just walked in the I've studio. Yeah, Tasty, you want to answer this question? Hi guys. Does he have Hi. to overcarbonate to do the lazy bottle tasty method? Need to overcarbonate? Uh, well, every time I bottle for competition, I always overcarbonate a little bit because it, it's going to lose some just by the pressure it has to fill the bottle. But you know, pressure has to go up in the bottle. Yeah. But then I uh, pour it still at like two or three psi. Okay. That's what he needs to do. You just can't you you know can't run it out there at, you know twelve fourteen psi. It's going to foam up. Okay. So it's like still pouring it. All right. Okay. You look good, Tasty. You've been uh, judging for two days. Well, I haven't been judging. I've right. been like, running the judging, so I, I didn't judge any beer at all. I, just, oh, I see. The guy there with the cups and stuff. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's not bad. Did you put your boy Shat to work uh, yesterday? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah? He gave us a lot of work, man. The guy, like, uh, good. it's one of the main guys. It's about time, huh? Yeah. I have a feeling all the work he did was just to make cookies disappear, but <laughs> did the, about it. Did the two of you just make cookies disappear all weekend? <laughs> well, we, we were, you know, we did it in style, we'll say. I'm sure. <laughs> Some things you can do that way, you know. Yeah, of yeah, course. Right. 
just shuffling beer around. Yeah, famous Tasty's cookies. You can have all the tasty cookies you want. All right. Uh, and then I had another, a lot of Canadians in today, too. Uh, Why? I don't know. This guy says, uh, unibrow beers. Unibrew, unibrow. <laughs> unibrow. Unibrow. I, I like unibrow, to, I never know how to pronounce that goddamn name. Unibrow. Unibrow. I guess they won't be sponsoring the show anytime soon. Uh, they always come to mind when you think of good Canadian beers. Uh, but what other beers have you guys had from Canada that you tasted and enjoyed? Keep up the good work. JP, I want my beer. That's from Andrew, uh, or Shunt, oh, in the forum. Oh, yeah, Shunt. Uh, sorry, dude, but, you know. You know what's a really nice Canadian beer? M- Molson. It's got a smooth drinkability with a crisp, uh, I don't know, what other Canadian beers have we had? Labatt's. Labatt's. Hey, it's smooth. Is uh, is shunt like a, a a cool conglomeration of the c word and the s word? I don't know what that deal. He's a, he was a, he used to be a DJ. Is all I know about him. He was DJ Shunt. Yeah, I was. Well, he was Shunt first. Uh, he is a whole boring story that no one really gives a fuck about. DJ stupid name. <laughs> He's asking, but why don't you send down some Canadian beer, Shunt, instead of uh, being an ass and asking him first? <laughs> what did I have up there? Uh, or something. I had an IPA up there once that I liked, but it wasn't an IPA. It was... It was an IPA from an American They called beer. it an IPA, but it was more of a blonde lager. It was like a... I don't know what it was. I forget who made it, though. But I bet they were really nice when they gave it to you. You guys ever had any good Canadian beers, Lagunitas boys? Can you think of anything? None really come to mind, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I imagine there must be some pretty good beers uh, be, right? north of, like, you know, the the Pacific Northwest, you would think. Brit- British Columbia's got to be rocking out somewhere in some must pubs be. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But, there's uh, there's maybe, one... <coughs> Gig Harbor's got some beers? There's one called Granville Island Brewery yeah. um, that's uh, in Vancouver. Okay. And uh, I think I mentioned this once on the CBS show, and it's, it's excellent. It is? Yeah. All right. I had only a seasonal beer by then, but it was really good. Okay. Can you tell Scott works for CBS? Yeah. At, at CBS. Yeah. I do know that you have to go to the beer store in Canada. It's called the beer store. They're a very creative bunch up there. You have to go hat. to the rice store for rice? <laughs> you have to go to, yeah. It's a big orange sign. It says the beer store. It's a like law. You have to buy beer from the beer store. Uh-oh. It's kind of ridiculous. Big waste of time. Yeah. Well, so didn't didn't B- BYOBs get started up in Canada? They yeah, did? get around taxes. That's kind of where the, yeah, the brew so. on premise thing. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe they did. Didn't, didn't work so good in the States or not as good as up there. But No, but they're pretty thriving up there yeah. as far as I understand. Yeah. As are wine on premises. Premi. <laughs> so it, it all relates to, to taxes in, in some way. So. Mm. Look, look at the Canadians sticking it to the man a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. Uh, feedback is brought to you by Williams Brewing Company. Go to williamsbrewing.com. Get your homebrew uh, needs met. Williamsbrewing.com. Yes, Bevo. The chat room is saying, do you just seal? Do, do, I don't know, something French. It's, it's a beer. A, and a oh, that's, I beer. see. I thought you were, okay. I'm not saying that right. I thought you were stroking out. Dude. Shut up. Dude and a seal. Dot com. Did you see that on YouTube? Dude in a seal dot com. Dude in a seal. Making love to other gay fish. All right. Quick break. Going to take care of some sponsors. Please pay attention to these words brought to you by our wonderfully <laughs> delightful sponsors that keep this show on the air week after week. Thank you to all of them. So we'll come back. Uh, we'll start talking to Lagunitas, figure out uh, what these boys are up to and the wonderful beers they're brewing over there. You're going to learn about hops today, folks. If you want to do some nice hopping techniques, these are the guys to talk to. So stick with us. 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Homebrewers, listen up. Have you seen Mike McDowell's picture on that sweet Sam Adams six-pack? Well, it's your turn. Did you know the two prior long shot winners have gone on to become professional brewers themselves? It's time to enter this year's Samuel Adams Long Shot American Homebrew Contest. Jim Cook first brewed Samuel Adams Boston Lager in his kitchen using a 100-year-old recipe from his great-great-grandfather. This is your chance to have your handcrafted homebrew recipe distributed all across America. Be the next homebrewer on the Sam Adams Long Shot Six-Pack. This year's contest is going on right now, and you should be a part of it. Time is running out, though. All entries must be received between April 15th and May 1st. Go to samadams.com for all the details and to register your entry, which, by the way, is free. The Samuel Adams Longshot American Homebrew Contest. Giving back to where it all began. Enter today. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. The Brewing Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded homebrewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of The Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, Can You Brew It? The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Google Network. And now back to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the 
Welcome back to the session. We got the boys from Lagunitas hanging out with us. I think Shat, the producer, is running around pulling out some Lagunitas beer because you all came in with cases underneath your arms. Uh, what kind of beer did you bring us today? What'd you? What's our selection? Uh, we see we brought you guys a uh, case of Undercover Shutdown Ale. Nice. And uh, we don't summer six pack. Yep. Uh, we don't really know what kind of style that is. We weren't trying for anything. Some people fired back. Uh, Imperial ESB. I don't really know if I can agree with that or not. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then we brought some of our uh, 2009 Correction, which is kind of uh Which is our new 22-ouncer. Yeah, 22-ounce seasonal. And it is not a double IPA. I don't know what it is. Okay. And it's, it's brewed mainly to uh, c- commemorate the financial woes of... This year and last year. I see. And to realize we're in a correction of the economy and not a recession. Not a recession. I, I was so wondering where the correction comes correction. in. Because it's worse than a recession. Uh-huh. But it's not quite a depression. But nonetheless, <laughs> the rules have changed. <laughs> yeah. And they've changed for good. So it's therefore uh, a correction. I you, see. Yeah. And then what's the ABV? I'm curious of what kind of correctional power this beer has. Well, it's it's you know how Lagunitas goes. You're probably expecting an 11 or 12% monster. So we anticipated that... People might expect that and made made it a little bit more sessionable coming in at six and a third. I see. So good. Yeah, if you're looking for the punch, the uh, undercovers uh, is about nine and a quarter. Yeah. And then uh, what, what else did we bring? We brought uh, a case of the hop stupid. Hop stupid. Oh, so that's our. That's a, that's in a style. You know, a lot of talk about the hop stupid. That's one of the beers that everybody always goes. Uh, have you guys tried the hop stupid? Have you had hop stupid? Like it's a. Uh, it, it precedes itself. You know. Yeah, the idea was just to actually go do do a style and and make it a, I guess a, a double a double IPA and and to kind of be a little tongue in cheek about the fact that the focus is not on the malt, it's entirely on the on the hops. You know, you know, ten years ago, if you handed someone that beer, they might say, uh, you know, un- undrinkable. Yeah, all I taste is the hops. Where's the malt? And uh, you know, it's uh, taste buds have changed, and, and people are, people want the hops now, and. You know the brewers were happy to make it for sure because we all love we're all hop heads. So. Yeah, yeah. Good to be able. It's a tough time to do a a, a big hoppy beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, the some of the hops we use in that beer we're paying like twenty bucks a pound and we're using six pounds per barrel. So you can do the math on that. Okay, That's I can't a, do the math on that. I can hardly add. Well, you know. <laughs> A, a, of, barrel a, two, a barrel is two. A barrel is two kegs, and that's one hundred and twenty dollars for for two kegs. So that's sixty dollars just in hops per keg. So wow, there you go. Yeah. So do, is that uh, is that then like one of your most expensive beers or what? Uh, it definitely it definitely would be. It definitely would be. Okay. Yeah, I guess it would have to be. I mean, I, except for maybe the Reuben and the Jets. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, the seasonal, the last Apple beer we did, we threw a lot of organic uh, cocoa nibs into yeah. the brew, and that was. A lot of weight that we put in, and we kind of fudged around with how we wanted to put it in. Was it going to go into the lotter ton? Was it going to go in a, hot, a sock into the fermenters? We did some right in the barrel uh, as yeah. a dry hop kind of thing. So the cocoa nibs were definitely a huge, you know, output. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it, it came through in the beer, but uh, still, it was that's probably the you know the biggest beer we've done is you know even more so than the hops. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't say anywhere on the bottle that we did that, but it was over oh, over a, a pound per barrel of the Criollo. Organic uh, Peruvian uh, coca nibs that we added post fermentation after the yeast were removed. Okay, and, uh, we had to plate that stuff up for bugs and found that it's just blowing up. And you know, I go online and, and read that it's fermented on the jungle floor, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. So 
Uh, so the the way that we chose to do it was to kind of uh, slurry it up in, in our in our mash mixer or mash cooker in a, just a little bit of hot water and do it like a pasteurization. This is the same thing you might do with some some like say you had some fruit and you were going to add to some beer and it looked a little suspect. Okay, you, know, you do twenty minutes at the at the right temperature, say uh, you know you know eighty degrees C or so, and and you're good to go. And then we we cooled that down and pumped it into the fermenter uh, after the yeast had been removed. Okay, and then roused it up with CO two to kind of shoot the nibs or swirl the nibs around inside there a little bit okay you know so and then do you i mean do you just leave it on those until they dissolve into the beer entirely or do you end up taking it off of that you, yeah you got to take it off eventually the longer you leave them in there the more uh flavor you're going to get what happens is they don't really ever dissolve they uh they just kind of their color will go away actually when you look at a, a, really? a spent nib but i mean it's uh something like high proof uh if you were to like you know soak them in some some PGA or something that's going to really suck the essence out of them a lot quicker. You know, okay. So like a like someone that distills, say a craft distiller, if he's going to make you know cream de cocoa and not not the stuff that you buy at the liquor store, but that that's all artificial. But like the real deal, he's going to you know put that in a barrel and put his high proof on there. And and but beer, you know, the alcohol percentage, it's it's a very inefficient process. And okay, that's kind of what what Don meant when he said a very expensive beer to do. Yeah. So uh, a lot of cocoa, and it sounds like, like more time as well. Because first uh, you got you're taking yeah. off the yeast, right, and yeah. then you're putting it on this on the nibs. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was more like racking our brains to try and figure out just how to do it. And and uh, now, why wouldn't you just uh, put those nibs into uh, the fermentation or the boil? Even yeah, you know, why go through the after fermentation? Well, it's interesting. You know, a lot of uh, there's a some someone online has some good good little thing on this, and uh, I mean the basic. It's the same reason as, like, coffee. You tend to get more harsh polyphenols out. Uh, it can be done. You make some nice flavors. And, and something I read online said uh, that when you, when you, when you boil it, uh, some sort of antifungal comes out of the chocolate. And I uh, did some pilot trials and found the opposite is actually true. I, I think that the stuff like there's some fats in there, maybe some short-chain fatty acids that somehow stimulate the yeast. Because okay. the one little trial where we added the, the, the chocolate hot side... Um, the fermentation just went gangbusters, like unbelievable. Okay, absolutely unbelievable. And uh, if we conducted a fermentation on that large scale, we went, might have had to made like six hundred barrels just to have three hundred. You know, that three hundred blow off. Oh, really? Yeah, know, just too much. Even underfilling the tanks. Okay, so um, definitely. That's because usually it's you know you hear people they, you hear people say they they want a, a fermentation like that. They want it quick. They it's want it to go. But I can yeah. see how that would just be if you're going to lose that much beer out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes going in and seeing your kitchen wearing your brew <laughs> yeah. isn't good. But. Well, and I guess also, I mean, is it then a, a fermentable sugar? Are you upping the gravity of your beer, too, if you were to do it hot side? Uh, well, I don't know that it adds any, any, any sugar itself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not sweet yet. It's yeah. not a sugar. It's not actually... Chocolate, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the stats, it's kind of interesting. You know, obviously, there's not a, like a lot of research on this, yeah. but uh, you know, that stuff is mostly fat. So you would think that it would just destroy the foam, but it's it's kind of funny, hmm. kind of like these these beers that I hear about o- over in Hawaii. They make a a uh, like a coconut beer, same thing, loads of fat, you know, yeah, and yet their foam is outstanding, and uh, so it's it's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, it does make sense, I guess. You'd, you'd you'd predict to see that film on top of it like yeah. gasoline, but it, you're not you don't experience that at all. No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, there is definitely some. It's an un, it's an unusual beer, but uh, any beer there's what's called uh, 
uh, lipid damage and then lipid recovery. Okay. So that's like documented and and so when a, when a foam is is damaged by by a lipid, it initially destroys it and then for the the foam comes back and and this uh, documented. I can't remember the exact mechanics. Okay. How that works. She, Chad, they're not just a bunch of stoners up there. Just listen to this guy. He's, talk, he's talking lipids. There's hope for you too, Chad. <laughs> I, I see right around. We're on we're on High Street. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's true. It's not a joke. We yeah. are right off of High Street. I don't know why I've never even mentioned that. I think. Yeah, I'm and, sure it was the first thing Chad noticed when he moved yeah. in here. He's like, "Oh, th- this is a winner." And, well, and it's and, also and, really close to Flamer Street. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And like, right. like Camel Toe Avenue. Yeah. Where is Flamer Street? We thought we were really lost and, when we and, saw Flamer Street, and we had an undercover yeah. undercover at yeah. the end of the the, yeah. the, the cul-de-sac. So. High, High Street uh, features <laughs> an undercover police officer who was in, in his car, probably listening. Right. Hot, now. Yeah. Flame, <laughs> a hot, a hot Flamer with a siren. Look out, <laughs> well, that's where the that's where the undercover cops like to hide. Right underneath the sack. Yeah, oh. you get right up in there. You guys gotten in, in some trouble with the law up there. Oh yeah. Is, yeah whose fault? Which one of you three? Well, whose yeah, fault which was one that? Of you Who couldn't <laughs> smell the pig? Huh? The nose knows. <laughs> yeah, you know they had. They were crafty. They had. They had tax taxpayer dollars at work. You know there was kids there wearing shirts that said like bong on them and and uh, some some two fifteeners were were there. And even though you know you have the card, I guess you can. You can you can you can puff and it's all good, but I guess you're still not supposed to do it in public. And we had just a big open area. There was a lot of people there, and yeah. And every now and then, you know, someone would 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 light up, and and so they cased us for months. Okay. And we remember these two specific uh, agents that were there. It was like kind of like a husband and wife team, oh. and and they actually went there and just. Uh, I mean, sometimes like we, no, we when, didn't want to serve them. Even it was like you know tax dollars at work here. Now, now when you say went there, you got Lagunitas kind of at least for a while. I don't know if you're still doing it. We're, we're known for these. What are they? Were like Friday parties well, or something? Yeah, yeah right? what we did it was a every Thursday night we'd open up okay. our upstairs uh, back half of the warehouse. We have a little bar tasting area that we that we start our tours on. Monday through Friday at 3 o'clock. Those are still rolling. Oh, they are? Okay. Oh, yeah. And they're rolling strong. Nice. Everybody, come on down. Okay. But uh, every Thursday night, we'd open up this spot, and we'd get you know local people in, and we'd do two our pints and some live music. And uh, ABC, our local mm-hmm. state regency of you know the, the higher-ups, uh, got wind of this and heard... They, they basically came in thinking that we had uh, an, a violation with our use permit for our tasting room, and the music oh. was a rider. So they came in and they saw us having music and selling two dollar pints and again we have a pretty big facility and there's a lot of space around and people were taking their tours and taking their hits and yeah that's what kind of blew them away instead of coming to talking to us they decided to come back eight, undercover for yeah. for eight weeks and, and drink a lot oh they did drink <laughs> oh they did? yeah no they yeah. they came in and well it's they work came in. guys they're at work they have to blend yeah. in and I paid back. for that <laughs> yeah and so did I I guess yes you did yeah. so whether it was them trying to buy a pot off our bottling line guys or them trying to get served at our bar looking inebriated yeah uh, eight weeks you know eight times in a row they didn't get anything on us yeah except for seeing a lot of us and our constituent uh, yeah enjoying partaking themselves. partaking yeah. along with the music and the right. beer and everything and it was a very mellow, mellow situation but uh, eight work eight weeks no buying no no you know no leads they had to do something with their money so they chose uh, St. Patrick's Day of 05 to uh, whip out their badges out of their tie-dyes oh 
And uh, <laughs> were they drunk yeah. then? Had they been uh, drinking all afternoon? I, I, I think they had to clean up for that one because that's when, you know that's that when, was the sting. That was the real deal. So did you all get like cuffed? And uh, uh, there, there was there was one cuffing uh, okay. from one of our guys, and it was kind of a show of force. And uh, oh. you know, and they 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 went through the whole crowd, and you know, <laughs> all the like I can see the Lagunitas was, was constituent. They're all like, "Hey, man, just relax, guys." <laughs> whoa, 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 well, even, whoa! Even 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 more so if you look at our bottle for the beer. Uh, there's a little side blurb about uh, this is. A dedication to all the world's would-be astronauts <laughs> and that comes from our owner tony mcgee who was a very christopher lloydish very you know a little eccentric very yeah. anti-authoritative person as you can read by any of the bottles he puts out but uh he's here rapping with this abc guy and uh He's like, well, hey, you know, growing up, guy, did you think you were going to be a dick? You think you'd be busting uh, people's parties? Ah. Uh, and and the ABC's response was, well, no, I always, I always wanted to be an astronaut. So uh, wow. if, if you look at the side of the bottle, this is a dedication to all the world's would-be astronauts, and nice. then it goes on to talk about our suspension and our our yeah. twenty days shutdown. I love which, it. Uh, yeah, we came out the other side of it with wow. you know a great beer. We we changed definitely the philosophy around the brew house. They uh, yeah, I bet yeah, it was. It you got to be a little more careful. It was a slap on the wrist. It's a grow up. You know, you grows up and you grows up. Undercover and, investigation shutdown ale is yeah, was the I love exactly. It. And actually, when that beer came out, you know, the day we got off our suspension, we had that beer label on the ABC's desk. Okay, and it, you know, it's pretty much what can they say? The I IBUs mean, unrepentant, the yeah, original gravity unforgiven. Yeah, you know, whatever. We're still here. The yeah. new bottle says, you know, the classic: uh, do the do the crime, do the time, get the bragging rights. Nice. So it's you know definitely. Again, we don't do what we did. Yeah, like we did it before. But we still have a good time. Yeah. And uh, we got a great beer and a great story. And <laughs> you do. Those, those fuckers got some money for it. A little <laughs> bit of money from us. But, if you so. just tune in, we're talking to Lagunitas. That's Don <laughs> telling the story here. And uh, Jeremy and Mark are both here, brewers also. Uh, can I tell you the one uh, twist on the story that I heard, too? You know, there had to be a whole Blow rumor. Oh, yeah. Of course there is. But no, I just, and we, and we, we, yeah, we do not deny or confirm it. Yeah. You were well, raping dead cows. <laughs> yeah, I heard it got real nasty. Because when you smoke weed, everybody knows you turn into a sexual deviant. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't much different than what you've said. Uh, the, it was the one funny part that I thought, and that is that these guys were coming in week after week trying to buy, like you Correct. said. And every time, people would be like, no, but you can have some if you want. <laughs> like they, no one was selling; they were just sharing. And then every time he's like, well, "Can I buy some?" No, man. No. But here you go. Yeah. I don't sell drugs, man. But I'll share drugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was a funny. Uh, yeah, and that, that's that's. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was definitely the case. And like I, I said, see. things have changed around there, which is unfortunate. But yeah, it's you know it's a it's a growing up process. And, well, uh, well, and the other great part too is, and I think Tony told me this because when we were doing our show uh, in San Francisco, I wanted to, it was right when this beer came out. And I wanted to get uh, Tony on. And, uh, we just couldn't work it out. But sure. I think it was him that told me. He's like, well, you know, we did. Yeah, we got shut down for how, how long was it you got shut down? Uh, it was 20 days. 20 days. Yeah. And he's like, and we kind of needed a new bottling line anyway. Was it a bottling line? And so he's like, so we just thought, hey, great time to uh, put in a new, There's, there's you know? no way we ever could have, like, done the switch out we did. And so it, like, worked in system. your favor. Yeah. It was yeah. exact the right time. Everything worked out great. I mean, and, great. yeah, and now we've got a bottling line that is just phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all put in that 20 days. There's no way we could have done it without that shutdown. So, yeah. so Lagunitas would like to thank the federal Once government. Once again, yeah. their infinite wisdom. I do have know, to say, fores- though, foresight. lucky for you guys. Guys, this is California. You know, if you were in another state, you might be done over. That's it. You know, there's some pretty harsh states out there. Uh, so red states. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. At the same time, you know, you just yeah. 
Yeah. They they definitely wanted to, they wanted to make a statement. Yeah, well yeah, they did, yeah. and then so did you. I like it. In uh, a way, that guy was an astronaut because he got way up your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> T-shirt, very nice, very nice. All right, uh, what's this beer I'm drinking? Uh, the red one, Shat. That's the undercover, the shutdown. Great beer. What's the alcohol percentage on this one? Uh, nine point zero nine. Yeah, it has a great uh, malty aroma to it. Doesn't have that that heavy hop. It's it just a nice kind of a sweet malt. It's very it's big, balanced. It's a big front up up yeah, sweet malt up front. More yeah. Uh Tony's thing has always been he's wanted to do a balanced beer, especially his older beers. Mm-hmm. We're definitely balanced whether they're high end or low end. The censored, you know, balanced on a very low end, a very easy drinking malty beer. The Maximus, a double IPA. Yeah. While not good beer. Yeah. While not, you know, like a double IPA like a hop stupid is. Definitely a good balanced beer. Yeah. This one, you know, kind of goes back to what he wanted to do. It's a balanced beer, and it's a nine percent. It's it's slammer too. Okay. I mean, you drink three of these without even knowing it, and, and then, then you, you do. Then you're in trouble. Then you yeah. do. I was telling uh, the folks last week, uh, Lagardita's IPA was my gateway beer uh, into. Uh, well, you know, Sierra Nevada was my gateway to craft beer, mm-hmm. and I started drinking craft beer. But Lagardita's IPA was the first one I had. It knocked my socks off, and I stuck with it for a good year or two. Uh, at my local watering hole at the time was called the Depot in Concord. You remember the Depot, JP? Oh yeah, great. It was a great beer bar, and we didn't. Ha- we don't. We didn't have a great beer bar up here. No, um, it was really cool. And they always had your beers. Well, uh, they cool. had, uh, uh, I remember getting brown sugar there. I remember getting all sorts of good beers. But anyway, always had Lagunitas IPA, and I stuck with that IPA for a long, long time before even venturing out to other ones. It was a good beer. Yeah, it was Concord's first like craft beer bar. The, yeah. uh, probably East Bay? I think they went out of, ironically, yeah. I think they went out of business because the, uh, they were selling weed out of their back <laughs> <laughs> at the at the same time, and finally they were like, I think the cops kind of even no said No connection, them, I promise you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, they weren't selling it to you. No, it was just, but they were selling it to yeah. me, I'll tell you. I would go in, I'd get a pint of IPA and a quarter of weed. It was like, uh, <laughs> I'd come home stoked. Yeah. Two for fives, you get a you get a five dollar pint and a little nickel bag. I knew the I knew the owner, and I would just I'd just go right to the bar, and it was great. I'd order a beer, I'd go a beer and some of that other stuff, and uh, oh. he'd come sit next to me at the bar and hand it to me under the friggin' bar, and uh, oh, those were the days. Well, <laughs> give me a, a hand a, job. A pint is an eighth of a gallon, correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> give me two eighths. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Yeah. Coincidence. Two pints. Good dudes. But I think what happened, I think finally... Yeah, good dudes. Good dudes. Great dudes. Great experience. And oh, and at that, I think I was 20 when I was going in there. I wasn't even of age. I wonder why they closed down. That's not surprising. <laughs> that place was weird. It was just like from about 3 o'clock on, it was just construction workers. Yeah. Everyone true. wearing bright orange and walking me. in there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and yep. uh, power bottoms. <laughs> the IPA was big back east too. I grew up in uh, in New England, and uh, Sierra Nevada was definitely like a gateway craft beer. And then uh, if you wanted something crazy, try that Lagunitas. Really? Oh yeah, I didn't know it was Those all guys the way out are, there. It's like you want to have a good night? Those guys are crazy from California. Like oh, definitely, it was known for being a bigger beer and having a lot of flavor and just being over the top. How long have you guys been distributing out of California then? Because that's a while ago that Shat was out there. I, yeah. Well, I'm not sure. That's it. Not... Was like ten years, you know, within the last ten years. Maybe it's within one of those the last ten years. <laughs> well, <laughs> at some point, uh, it Doesn't was go... last week when I was visiting. Yeah. The thing about Chad, you guys have to remember, he's very specific. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was. Uh, uh, I was alive. Years. Well, how long have you been in business? How long have you been on the East Coast? Since, you think? Uh, we've been in business since '93. Okay. Okay. '93. So, yeah. I think our first Fourier. 
Unless, you know, it was a, someone bootlegging. So, which I it was good, totally yeah. within the last ten years. Hey, Chef yeah. wasn't lying. Yeah. Anywhere between, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can have anything off of this shelf. Yesterday. Between the pencils and the erasers. <laughs> the naked erasers. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys are distributed pretty widely now, though. People can find your beer uh, in quite a few states. Yeah, we're in about 33 states. 33, okay. 33. Yeah, move that right over there. Take that back. We're, uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. up and down the East Coast, real good in Boston. We just spent a, a week. We just had a great time out in Philly Bear Week last week. Or oh, yeah. Week, yeah. What, a month ago? A uh, couple weeks ago now. So, Did you guys do uh, events of your own there, or you just yeah. were there to party down? What'd you do? I went there and did some events, and, and you know, I just, I'm just kind of back in the back, you know, making beer all the time. I forget about the where it goes sometimes. Uh, so I went out there. It was my first time to be in Philly. And uh, I didn't, you know, I had to have known they. We sold a lot of beer there. That's why they're sending me. But I had no idea just how educated the uh, the crowds were there, and how all these bars are just packed full of people, and they're all drinking craft beer, and they all know so much. And and uh, and uh, it was like that everywhere, you know, on the New England. I mean, all, you know, all the way on up. It's like it's a uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, okay, we sell a lot of beer there. Yeah, and, uh, I'll also say from my perspective because I do the cast condition beer. This is Mark, folks. Yeah. Yeah. We get a we get a lot of love from the East Coast. For, yeah, for our Firkins, they send us Firkins uh, distributors, and uh, definitely, I think the East Coast, uh, you know, real ale is definitely bigger over there. But yeah, it's definitely, good it's stuff. a different kind of beer. Um, I, I think we're different. starting to merge though a little bit. You know, that we're all doing. You know. I'm not. I just. I guess what I mean is, it used to be if you had an IPA on the East Coast, it wasn't like you had an IPA here. And I think that diff, that gap is closing, right? Um, but East it Coast is a is different. Uh, yeah, the yeah the uh, continental divide is getting yeah. shorter. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the East Coast is, is learning how to make a friggin' IPA. Now. <laughs> is that what you think it is? Yeah. yeah. JP doesn't like anybody outside of Concord. Is basically <laughs> that's <what> true. <laughs> too bad Philly has a shitty hockey team. What do you think of that? Right. Go Sharks. <laughs> JP's trying to leave the show. Or I'll I'll tell yeah, you. Are guys, we done now? I will. Uh, so that, so that <laughs> you can also got tickets? be insulted. JP's like I have to leave early today. Uh, playoff game, and I, I said, well, what about what about respect for our guests? You know, Lagunitas is driving down. He he didn't care. What about respect? Tito? Respect is bringing tickets. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. That's <laughs> very true. Enough. You got me on that. We came all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Those are hard to get. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. doesn't work. He he it does. He's like, but I I would like to watch it live. I would like to watch it. live. I like it live. <laughs> and I sounded like that. <laughs> I sounded more like this, Justin. I would really like to watch it. That's my manly voice. I will say this: I tivoed the UConn game uh, in the UConn. in the final four. <laughs> final four, right? And uh, so you don't even know. It didn't work out because. People started texting me what happened to UConn before I ever got to see the game. I they I was told by yeah. text that we lost. Who was it? About who it. was it? Chad's mom, I don't right? Know who it was. Fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> or it was a stupid. I knew I never should have signed up for Facebook. It was a Facebook post, is what it was. See, don't look. See, I, I'm not going to look at my phone from about seven o'clock on. Don't. Just, I'm not even going to. Don't, because I'm not letting you leave early. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so you're gonna have I'm to, just that good. You're going to have to TiVo it. Uh, I don't have yeah, TiVo. I have DVR. Yeah, Bevo. Learn how to work your mic. You want to try it again? You sure? <laughs> All right. That's what I thought, but, you know, figured. What's this other beer, Shat, that you poured? Man, correction ale. This is fucking awesome. Whoa. This is tasting right. You, you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> Jeremy could tell us what it Full is. Full tongue and everything. Nobody <laughs> 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 toss herself. Yeah, tell us about this beer. It's fantastic. Uh, it's 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 kind of a uh, well, it's a, a very aggressively hopped uh, pale ale. Uh, Why know, do you call it a pale ale and not an IPA then? Well, I mean West Coast style pale ale. 
You know? It says on the on the label, this is not a double IPA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it can't be it with those uh, alcohols and gravities, but uh, we hopped it like one, I guess you might say, but with entirely different hops than, say, what we would put into the... The hop stupid, but uh, okay, you know it's. But it's we went beyond triple hops. I can say that for sure. You went oh. beyond that. You went more than that. Oh yeah, you yeah. didn't. You didn't. M- Miller's inspired us. Yes, <laughs> yes, because I know all Miller beer that's in a in a in a clear glass bottle is. Well, it's not hopped at all, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's right. They use brewed. extracts. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. oh, we add hops. No, you don't. That's the first lie, <laughs> right there. Oh. Because they're, they're extracts. Yeah, yeah, that's how you keep the beer from um, it going skunky in the clear bottles. You actually can't add any hops. Really? So so it may simply it may be true if it's in a brown bottle, but uh, you know. Do you know bottle. why the extract doesn't have the same compounds that would turn skunky? It's just it's basically uh, it's, it's better beer through science. Yeah, it, it is scientific. Uh, it's they take uh, beta acids instead of alpha acids and they chemically modify them. It's pretty simple, and and then the structure collapses that is the one that re- is a tandem reaction between uh, vitamin B and light okay that makes the skunk I love I love the fact that it was all prefaced with it's pretty simple <laughs> <laughs> yeah the beta acids collapse upon themselves yeah and the lipids form multicultural reaction <laughs> yes yeah, uh, big it, brain on Jeremy. Th- Thirty yeah. weight ball bearings this, is what this, I yeah. use. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's all just, ball bearings. Just, just remember, uh, yeah. all natural brew plus light plus vitamin B equals skunk. Okay, and that's why Heineken <laughs> tastes so different if it's in a can versus yeah. a, a bottle. Yeah, some people really like that smell, especially right when they pop the cap. They yeah, go, you know they Fresh. get that skunkiness. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> Right when you open the film like, canister, yeah, God, it's, it's like Humboldt in a yeah. can. It's a it's a film canister. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely you know we knew about skunking. You know, a lot of our listeners are pretty savvy about that stuff, but I was I didn't realize that if you use extract, you could avoid that. Oh yeah, well, that's certainly well, that's the only way, and you can only use extract. You can't actually use any hops, oh. nor can the beer even come into contact with something that came into contact with hops. Oh really? Yeah, it's that powerful. Okay, so, one one drop of hopped beer and and into a bunch of you know yeah beer that's extract treated with the light stable and it all has the potential to make the skunk interesting pretty powerful stuff now you guys are are, are what hot pellets are you using whole hops yeah uh, we're just exploding out of our our warehouse so pellets have always been a lot more uh, convenient for us um you know whole cones have their merit but one of their downsides is that they're just really really bulky yeah and uh you know like chad yeah <laughs> right that was jp chad's mom merit <laughs> not me yeah just simply too too bulky for us to be able to to store okay right, right now yeah and i you know i don't I, actually i'm not sure why anybody would use whole hops nowadays anyway it just does seem more efficient and easier to i think just yeah. for like the shits right the shits and giggles just because yeah. just, just, just you to can. say it's more traditional use, yeah. Uh, it yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and a lot of people make the misconception well first thing they say is uh well it looks like uh, rabbit food and uh you know that, those would be some really pissed off rabbits for one thing yeah and uh the other thing the misconception is that pellets are are they're like oh you know i want to see the fresh hops so there's in saying that it's like there's a misconception that they're not fresh yeah and it's like the sometimes the reverse is true because of the way they can really suck all the air out of there you know you ever buy those pellets and see it's like that tight vacuum sealed yeah you know and, and uh and whole cones are very uh very open and airy and 
You know, it's you're burlap, gonna, they're burlap and burlap they're just sack and, and oxygen's in there, oxygen okay, yeah, attacking them, and and that's not a problem if you uh, you know storm cold and use them promptly, okay. But uh, you know, a lot of a lot of respectable brewers these days are, are using are using pellets only now. Yeah. Now, or extracts. I, I assume yeah, you're yeah, extract. Yeah. And also, it also has a lot to do with uh, just the footprint of your brew house. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have all that extra uh, hop matter, yeah. just that load. And if your whirlpool isn't wide enough to accept that, you're going to lose a lot of liquid on your runoff. Okay. Just, you're going to start sucking that troop out. You're going to start sucking all that plant matter. Yeah. So yep. the, the pellets help. The extract help. Um, yeah. So. And okay. it's, you know, again, the whole hops, you're going to need a, a hop back, and, of course, all the labor to tend to that as well. Yeah. you know, Not to say it's not bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would love to add a hop back on top of you know, what we got. but uh, You guys like, have some interesting hopping techniques, though. Uh, he's like a doser or something. What is this? Cannon. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the Mark. The cannon? Hand that off to Mark. Yeah, what's yeah. that about, Mark? What's the, the well, hop cannon? Well, it's basically just a, a small cylindrical vessel that we fill with hops. Um, and in order, instead of standing on a ladder at the top of the tank, dumping the hops in, yeah. which has you know all sorts of associated problems with getting air in, bacteria, etc., we use the the pressurized vessel stored with hops. Okay. We uh, bring it up to about 80 psi, and it has a hose going off into the blow off arm. Oh wow! And so, basically, open up the valve and. Uh, pressures let Boom. off into the tank, and so yeah, we can we can hops. rack we can rack eighty yeah. pounds of, of of pellet hops into a three hundred barrel fermenter relatively. It easily. just shoots it straight in. Yeah, there. yeah. it's a hop cannon. It's wow. uh, it's way faster. I would I would say when I first started at Lagunitas, um, working in the old cellar. Yeah, we did it uh, on a ladder. I did it on a ladder and uh, doing hop stupid. Take about six hours. Uh, oh, really? Uh, straight uh, pouring over, just you know, as you pour into a carboid. Six hours. Your fermentation, your boil over. You gotta be yeah. kidding me. Yeah, so I'd fill fill up a bucket, get on a twenty foot ladder, go to the top of the tank, you know, dump it, dump and that, do that out all day long. Go, go back down, fill the bucket back up. Oh, f that. And we just, uh, I mean, we have we have one in the, the our new cellar with the bigger tanks, but we just got a, a new hop cannon in the in the old cellar. Okay. And it cuts that. That, that hop stupid dry hop down to under an hour easily. Wow! Yeah. And, and what this this hop cannon is is basically Jeremy here is a bit of an eBay junkie and came across this cryogenic <laughs> cryogenic yeah. you know like frozen thing that's ra- pressure rated for six hundred pounds. It is rated for you know negative thirty two degrees. It's just a very small vessel. You know much you know, like. It's it's hmm. amazing. It's it's a great. So you invented it in a sense. You took it, it from something else and made it fit your your brewery. Yes, it, yes, absolutely. Okay. And ah. it, was, it was out of you know mother, you know, mother mother necessity, right? Is here. this a picture of it? This, I'm looking this at isn't going to help your listeners any. But <laughs> no, hold, hold it close to the mic. <laughs> it looks like a bre- <laughs> <laughs> He found the hop cannon and uh, a mint condition American flag beanie baby. It kind of looks <laughs> oh, yeah. like a uh, exactly. Uh, it came with the American flag on there, and it inspired us to add other stickers. And in fact, if you guys got a sticker, it's it's we going on. We do there. have stickers. It's going on there. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll get you a sticker. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's basically the most important thing to look for, and eBay is a great place to just crack out whether or not, whether you're a home brewer <laughs> or uh, or, or a craft brewer or a crackhead. You don't want to meet chicks. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to meet chicks on there, but the, the price is right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, it's Craigslist for chicks. Yeah, you just get a pressure tank. In our case, that was the key. Pressure okay. rated as an ASME, which stands for the uh, American Society of uh, Mechanical Engineers. Which means they wow. can. Which means that their welds are uh, are choice, okay, and they know what they're doing when it comes to making something that won't end up shrapnel. 
uh, embedded in someone's skull while they run around in circles. And, it looks uh, like a homebrew-sized conical for it, you it, folks it, at home. It, it, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, uh, that would hold about a 15-gallon batch. Okay. Which means, in our case, what do we what do we put in there, Mark? How many pounds of pellets? Which cannon? Uh, the uh, the big one. The indoor hop cannon. Uh, that would be a, no uh, 66. Pounds. 60. So about a what we call a box, box and a half. Pounds. Yeah. So okay. Like, hmm, 66 pounds of pellets. So we do have to reload. But did you ever open the? <laughs> did you ever open the lid because you want to see it shooting into there at that kind of pressure? Well, well, one thing you got to understand is if anybody's going to lose an eye or like take a limb off, it's probably me. I see. It's pretty pretty dangerous thing, and you got to make sure all those clamps are nice and tight. Or so the answer is yes. You have stuck your head in there to see. I've I've had some close calls with with things uh, busting off. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you open that while you're about to do a shot, you're 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 gonna you're gonna look like your uh, your logo. And it's not it's not what. It's not without its problems. I mean, you can you can definitely open uh, the valves too much and put too many too many hops in your blow off at once. Yeah, try and, and try and jam too much through. You're it. stuck with you're stuck with ten pounds of hops I, I, stuck in stuck in a, a pipe. Yeah. Okay, and that's happened before. Um, and on the positive side with this thing is you're able to a lot of people when they open up their things and they're dumping their pellets or whatever they're doing for their their fermentation hops, you're introducing a lot of oxygen. With this vessel, we're allowed to purge the tank and push out. You know, we've already got a contained CO2 environment with the tank blowing off. Oh yeah, we introduce these yeah, in with pressure. with with a very yeah. much very much a uh, a purge of the vessel too. So any oxygen that really helps with our dry hopping process. Okay, again, keeping as much uh, oxygen out. Uh, you know, post fermentation, dry hopping, and you know. So you can just process. take the end of it isn't permanently fixed to the kettle. You'll move it if you're to a to a fermentation vessel if you're it's dry a, hopping. It's it's, to, yeah. it's only to the dry. Yeah, remember, it's only to the fermenter. We're only gonna gonna basically ah, after we I get see. all the yeast out the bottom of the cone, or uh, or like if for like a homebrew or just be like right after racking. I get or, it. Okay, know, unless they've got one of those conicals, in which case I'm jealous. But but, uh, but originally it was in a keg though, right? You guys yeah, the, the the original uh, <laughs> prototype of the hop cannon. OSHA is definitely which, listening. Uh, it was a <laughs> ASME pressure tank that we. Uh, no, it was a keg. Was this your? Uh, <laughs> is this your your brainchild, Jeremy? No, I mean a lot of people put it together. Uh, yeah. we, <laughs> we were we were standing there watching a grain delivery. Uh-huh. And uh, we had these big, tall fermenters that, where we said, "Man, now we're going to have to like, you know, put the ladder, the put, drive the forklift on top of the spent grain truck, and then put the, <laughs> the the you know pallet and the ladder all the way up on the forklift just to get to the top to pour the pellets in." And we said, "Okay, we're not doing that." Yeah. And uh, so we were thinking, we were watching a grain delivery, and we said, "You know, why can't we just blow the pellets in there like the way they blow the grain up in your silo?" Yeah. And they're using um, just you know uh, compressed air. And so we just Makes said, well, sense. you know, CO2 is an inert gas. And, and before, when we used to just climb up to the top of the tanks and pour them in, we would go from resting uh, fine, finished beer, dissolved oxygen level of, say, 5 to 7 ppb. Okay. And uh, we would rise to maybe 30, 35, pouring them in the top. And then now with the the hop cannon, it's it's almost like unchanged. Wow! You know, it doesn't introduce any. What else. a great improvement! Yeah, yeah, it's been a nice thing. Especially late addition when that fermentation is stopped and you're still throwing them in. Yeah, you know, you, know, you don't have that excess blow off and. So have you Everybody noticed counts. a lot more stability in your beers since you started doing that then? Because, you know, I might not notice that if I drank the beer fresh, right? That yeah. much oxygen. But in a couple of weeks, I would. You know, if, if, if you're only exactly. talking a 20 ppb, it's it's very subtle already. But, I mean, I, w- I would say that it's there's a nuance out there that you've no- that we've noticed. Yeah. Sure. That's fantastic. That's great. Especially if you guys are distributing beer to other states, you know, you, you, uh, more stability. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. 
and weren't you talking about finishing out your uh, ferments basically to 98 or 96% and then dry hopping? So that allows you to actually really get it fermented out. Yeah, if you are concerned about oxygen uh, pickup and, and provided that you uh, don't have a fermentation vessel that is bunged and holds pressure, in which case the beer would be carbonated, and that first scoop of hops you pour in could induce a volcano. Oh, yeah. So uh, so it's, say you just have a carboy and... Uh, and you're looking at it, and the the airlock is was it, it you know it bubbled hard, and now it's kind of slowing down, and you can count the time between you know where the where the little thing bubbles up. Yeah. And uh, when you get towards say 98 percent attenuated, where you think you know I'm still got a little fermentation left to go, uh, you can dry hop then, and it helps offset that that oxygen damage, having that residual fermentation kick in after you add the dry hops. Because it'll still consume that uh, Yeah, oxygen. it'll purge it out and consume it. And, and okay. so that's the other the other method. But you also, you don't want to have too much yeast in solution. That's, when the, you're that's the other problem. Then why is that? Just the yeast soaks up the... Yeah. Yeast, because why? The yeast soaks up the oils. Oh, uh, right. Their cell walls, bitterness and oils, everything hops, sticks to yeast, and then they fall out or... So as a home brewer, how would I do both? How would I dry hop on a beer that's not yet done, but then not have too much yeast in there? <laughs> that's the I maybe wouldn't. Uh, you need a microscope. Ah, the art. The <laughs> art. Cells, yeah. uh, well, Chad has a conical uh, fermenter, so he could, I guess, take half of the yeast slug out of the bottom or you something could, you like that. You can still remove all the yeast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just take the whole slug yeah, out, sure. and yeah. it just, I see. So whatever's left just it's, in suspension will be fine. Be, it's still going to yeah. be there, yeah. All right. Only and the yeast. That have gone to bed are at the bottom. The good ones are still in suspension. There must be a prime temperature too that you're looking for at that point too. Uh, warm, no, well, warmer to warmer temperatures, uh, you're going to get a faster uh, extraction of the essence oils. But you don't want to go too warm because then you get like uh, premature staling and stuff like that. So. so what's too warm on an ale? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go over seventy. Okay. Yeah. So maybe if I'm fermenting down at say sixty six. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go up to what sixty eight or so sure. to, to for the dry hop, and that would help my dry hopping. You think for sure it would. Okay. And is that all yeast, or are we talking all ale yeast? Or uh, yeah, you know, a lot of our knowledge is only relative to that well, that yeah. one little strain. Well, we work with a lot of different strains, but you know, we, okay. we know one really well, and you know, a different yeast strain, you may find everything I'm telling you is false. I see. So. <laughs> because as Chris White likes to tell us, it depends. It depends. It depends. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's a good. Good. So just because I like to dumb things down, uh, so if, for example, Chad is fermenting out a beer and he wants that beer to finish at, say, 1010, okay. then maybe he would take a gravity and at about 1012, he could drop the yeast and dry hop and then let it finish to 1010. And is that, the, is that, is that close enough to 98% for a home brewer? Yeah, I mean, just just do the math on the attenuation. I might do it at, uh, in that scenario maybe at like 1015 just to be sure. Because you never okay. really know quite where it's going to go, and it seems like if anything, they usually finish sweeter than what you think, rather than drier. I don't, you know, that's what what I find. You know, yeah. So occasionally you get a dry one that's drier than what you thought. But all right, I got another hop question for you about this beer specifically too. The um, the correction, which mm-hmm. is not a double IPA, <laughs> and one thing I'll say about it, it's got this huge hop presence, right? Mm-hmm. But it but it's not hop bitter. Nope. So that's why, for one, I'd agree with you that it's not a double IPA because it doesn't taste like a mouthful of bitterness to me. Yeah. It's still it's still kind of sweet. I don't want to. I don't mean that it's a sweet beer, but it's. But you see what I'm saying? It's got all that hop character and not the bitterness. How do you do that? How do you put that much hops in there and not get a bitter character? Well, just just add uh, 
Yeah, exactly. Mark said dry. Well, was it dry hop? Just the hell out would dry. Of but don't you get any? Even you, you get even if it's not actual bitterness, you still can get a perceived bitterness from a bunch of hops. That's true. Um, is it the type then uh, of hops? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the type. You just, I mean, we do take a portion of the the hops, the like the Centennials and 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 Chinooks that you know could be in the boil and contribute to bitterness. Pull them out and introduce them into the uh, into the dry hop. And, uh, you know, there's other, I guess, bittering stuff that are in the hops besides the, uh, you know, you don't get any iso isomerization of any alpha acids okay. when you dry hop. But I know what you mean by bitter stuff, but... It's just a character, you know, it, it can still be there. I mean, it's not the same as if you put this all in the kettle, I understand that, but it's still a... Uh, so is this pretty low hopped then when it's in the kettle and most of this is just coming from dry hopping? I, I think that all of our beers, if you taste them before they get dry hopped, all you're getting is bitterness and and yeast. Okay. And it basically tastes like a really bitter Budweiser. But when you when you knock all the hops in there, you're not only getting aroma, you know, you're yeah. getting you're getting flavor and and that's what's what's that's what's it's pulling out of the hops basically. That's changing. See, that'd be great to try yeah. next yeah. to each other, one of your yeah. finished pre beers post. and one of these pre just to get what you're talking about and and to know as a brewer then the difference. Yeah, yeah, like what's happening? Yeah, well, when you taste green beer, which are it's definitely green beer at, when it's dry hopped, uh, it's extremely bitter because the the there's still some yeast, quite a bit of yeast in suspension compared to by the time it goes into the bottle, and uh, so you know the yeast themselves are really bitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's good beer. It's got a it's got a a, a wet hop beer character too. Uh, no wet hops in there. Nothing like that. No, nope. and and I think that's maybe that because wet hop beers tend to have the character I'm talking about where it's a lot of hop flavor but not bitterness. Right, you know, because yeah. they're just throwing all those wet hops in at the end. Um, so and that's kind of what we're doing. You have to kind of compensate for the wetness and just the you know just the the more evaporation or the you know the uh, saturation of a, of a wet hop we, we do that with our pellets and you know we probably leave a lot behind to get this kind of thing you know we're not squeezing we're not squeezing every bit out of the hop by any means there's, yeah there's a lot of left behind to get you know to leave it at this high right i would also say with this particular beer that compared to our other beers it's one of our driest beers and really that, yeah. i would say that uh, the helps correction, the correction we've definitely yeah. got a yeah a yeah bring, bringing down that final gravity Really helps those those hops jump out and make for a beer that is that kind of stands out compared to, you know, our, our other options. After after like after a three three stouts and a triple Belgian, we decided to do our next <laughs> something a little more drinkable. Yeah, it's time to time to get back a little. Thank bit. you, good idea. <laughs> We're all getting fat from the undercover. <laughs> yes, yeah, we are. It kind of tastes like a just a ramped up Dogtown. The new Dogtown, yeah, that's well, a great it's, beer. No, it's, it's far away, right along those lines. It's, I mean, it's, it's Simcoe. You know, it's yeah. oh, it's awesome. There's a that's there's some truth to that because the inspiration for the new Dogtown came from uh, if anybody remembers a beer called Kill Ugly Radio, and um, we had some raw material constraints that that led to not being able to do Kill Ugly Radio, you know, full full effect, and and you know a lot of other breweries were right there with us. And uh, so we were all feeling some of the some of the unavailability of, of hops, especially. And uh, so we wanted to kind of bring back the essence of the of the Kill Ugly Radio, and uh, which was the inspiration for the Dogtown. But the 2009 correction was kind of a reinterpretation of the uh, Kill Ugly Radio, which also has some hard to get malt in there. Okay, which. Uh, that's from the Frank Zappa series, yes. uh, of course. Yeah. Um, is that done? Is it just real quick? Is that series over for you guys, or is it still an ongoing project? Well, we have uh, not, 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 
We we have we would like to continue, but it is it is a finished it is a done deal. Oh, I get that. Um, I know Gail, what you're saying. We had to get you permission. You were told, and the, and the permission went away. Well, we had uh, to get permission yeah. each time already. I saw that. I read the bottles, and, uh, which was cool that you guys did yeah. and said that to no. people. But and, then uh, it's, we we were very included. Uh, we we had a Tony uh, who's a big Frank Zappa fan initially contacted uh, Frank's widow. Uh, Gail mm-hmm. about uh, doing this, you know, this this one-off tribute for the first release of the 40th anniversary of Freakout, Frank Zappa's first album. Okay, and um, she was more than receptive. It went great, and we thought that was going to be done. And then she came back to us saying, "Well, why don't we keep this going?" Oh, okay. And you know, of course, we were like, "Yeah, let's 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 do that." There's no reason not to. It it really you know it knocked off. A, you know, let's put that wipes out. You know, we're very creative as far as our our seasonals. They weren't necessarily year to year. But we had a few returning favorites that were going to be part of our rotation that the Zappa thing was going to wipe out. You know, we did okay. a, a 40th anniversary for every album. Frank was awesome. You know, he used to do four albums a year. Yeah. That gives us four different beers to come up with every year, put them out in the market, Great. and just, you know, it's so. That's just fun, too, by the oh, way. Oh, and again, I yeah. That's and, fun. and just the fact that we never really labeled what beers they were, what kind of style they were, much like the albums. You know, they were avant garde. The beers were pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we came down to the, basically the story is that we uh, uh, one of uh, Frank's original drummers for the Mothers died, and uh, we we were contacted and asked to uh, supply a couple cases for his wake, and uh, uh, knowing uh, Gail's personality, you know, not personality, but uh, pretense, and we wanted to talk to her and make sure it was cool, yeah, uh, not step on any toes. Uh, we were contacted and uh, said that uh, this was a violation of the trust, and uh, we are severing ties. Sending beer to the wake was the violation? That was, yeah. And she, you know, again, this was somebody who had sued Frank in the past, and he died. And, you know, feelings die hard kind of thing. Yeah, okay. uh, And without us intentionally doing anything, she decided she was done. And uh, we were, you know, cool with that. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, she's come back to us since then, talked about a 30th anniversary for Joe's Garage, which we've decided not to do. She's a nutcase, right? Uh, I, I I think she's you know she's a prudent businesswoman. I think she's you know mm-hmm. fighting a lot of people to let you know great music. You got to think about she's, the stress involved with trying to manage the legacy that is Frank Zappa. Yeah, I mean that's, I that's enough. That. That's enough to to do in anybody. I think. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but give a, give, and, uh, give a couple cases to the people to someone who helped you help your dead husband get to fucking where he was. It's not Can as I just you, say that? as if you were a prophet Yeah, but there's a, just yeah. Sending some there's a lot of other without, without it getting too it's offensive, beers. I agree. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we don't want to get in trouble either. I, I appreciate your candor because uh, someone had asked on? about the series. <laughs> we actually haven't started yet. Yeah, by the way, don't worry. Yeah. Nobody listens. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a shame because we were getting up on the really, uh, you know, burnt, we had a burnt, burnt weenie sandwich. We had, we had an Uncle yeah. Meat. That was going to be Uncle Meat. We were looking at bacon extracts. We were going to dry hop it with bacon. Damn it. Yeah, and tell the maybe you people. could just Funions. like change a le- Frank Zappa or something. Just uh, the maybe maybe you can have a BN beer. <laughs> Call it Chad's actually pretty good at whatever he does. Don't worry, Chad's mom bacon beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys apparently aren't afraid of long names. Ba- so bacon strip? Be, yeah. no, no, why not? <laughs> All right, I gotta take us to a quick break. And we come back. I got a bunch of listener questions in front of me for you guys too. Uh, a lot about the some dry hopping questions for you that people want to ask. Eight 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 four zero one beer. That's the number. Uh, stick with us. We're with uh, Mark, Jeremy, and Don from Lagunitas talking about hops. Give us a phone call if you want to ask them any questions or join the beeve in the chat. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
being up here in like nature's wonderland and all that, it really makes you think about stuff, you know? Man, I hear you, brah. Not only those things you just said, but it really lets us grow these killer plants, chaw. I know, dude. Check this one out. A seven-footer. Oh, man. Yeah, I just want to pick them right now. I totally feel what you're saying right now, brah. It's like... You're here with me. Do you ever feel bad about, like, what we're doing here? Chaw, right. Feel bad about growing the best crop in the Pacific Northwest? No way! Well, sometimes, like, when my girlfriend's doing my star chart, she picks up some negativity about this stuff and, like, how we're getting people hooked, you know? We're just doing people a favor. They want this stuff, and we can give them the best there is. Besides, we sell it all to one place. It's not like we can help it if it gets all cut up and sent out or whatever. Yeah, you're totally right, man. Of course I am. Tell you what, why don't you go cut some of those beautiful green cones off one of those plants over there and let's brew a wet hop IPA. Dude, I'm totally there. We can let those more beer dudes worry about hooking people on hops. We got beer to brew. More beer has the products you need to feed the hop addiction in your life. Go to morebeer.com for smoking deals on hops and hop equipment. Coming in May, temperature control month. Sign up online for more details. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next kids. meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical firm a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the Bee and Army today. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Oi! 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 Oi!
because he's a big fat load. Pick on him because he's not really smart. Or agile or friendly or interesting at all. Or agile. I wish Chad was agile. I don't know. He can leap from bottle to bottle in a single bound. That's pretty good. I can't wait for the day that Chad's in a bad mood and he just clocks JP. There's been a couple times where I've had to, like, tone it down. Yeah, because you were worried. Because Chad looked kind of hungover and he wasn't having it. Well, it's a couple times, like, you know, three times in a row you get, man, you're on fire, aren't you? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. He's, he's winding that pitch up like uh, Popeye. You know, he it wouldn't be a beat down. It would be more of a bitch slap. Would you get it? Oh. <laughs> just like a single bitch slap. Because you're a bitch. <laughs> I do have to Wait, say, what? as much as I enjoy, uh, you know, making fun of Chad, I don't ever want to see him in a fight. No, there's no He's a way. tough kid. He would go. And if he was a warrior in Warcraft, he'd I'd go be running the other way. Mode. He wouldn't see me. <laughs> he'd be headed the other direction. Yeah, he'd take a swing and run. <laughs> no, he's like that real nice guy you can never picture, picture fighting, right? Like me. Because he'll snap. I, that's what I fear about Shat, is that he's just holding. One day he's just going to snap. His kill switch will be engaged. And that's going to be it. No worries. My cup is full here. <laughs> We're Everything's, good. Just keep the cup full, man. Yeah. Got a cup, got a nice boat. You know, I, I'm new here, but I'm coming from the opinion that maybe he already did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might have. That's why we call him Chat, Shat and not his real name. Shat's a good guy to have around. Like, at at the events and everything, I mean, I don't care know, that he does nothing. Because stuff. I do feel that if the, if it ever, if the situation ever gets ugly. Like it will in Oakland. Shat's like, like when we're in Oakland. <laughs> what you guys caring on? Nothing. Oh, man, it's cool. Hi. <laughs> Yeah. Just shat. <laughs> Turn your microphone on, Beavis. Jesus, wow. three years in this studio. <laughs> wow. Three years. I'm going to just trade Ch- salmon for Chad. Yeah? Yeah. Cause, uh, no, 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 just just for the NHC. Oh, you, I see. Why would you give us a salmon for We thought for you, Chad, meant for, uh, <laughs> you meant for a little shat, little shat oh, stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, just for the protection? Talk about a tasty tube. Not for the shaction. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, they come in pairs. You got to take Tasty. Tasty just sits in the corner and watches. <laughs> Deep directs him, tells him what to do. All right, now squeeze your uh, butt. A shat and yeah. Tasty Eiffel Tower. Oh, I would pay. How much money do I? Have? Tasty. I don't and, have any money, but if I had money, I'd pay for that. Tasty and his partner Toasty. <laughs> All right. I do have questions from the chat, courtesy of the Beave. Thank you for. Uh, can just join Beave in the chat room. Is one of them why Chad's dad's cooler than Chad? <laughs> I thought we've already discussed that. No. I think we got the answer to that yeah. already. Did we? That's yeah, yeah, we no, did. That's on. done. All right. <laughs> All right. What do I got for you guys? Um, Hopefully it's a hug. Somebody wanted me to ask you about uh, filtering be- filtering with whole hops. I think, isn't that just like a hop back? Would, wouldn't that be what they're talking about? Like running beer through a whole yeah. hop? Right? Would you would you ever filter a beer with? Whole I mean, hops? am I missing something? That would be maybe like a, like a like a Randall, maybe if that's what they mean. But yeah. normally, I would think if you're filtering something out, that would be like if you use whole cones in the boil, and then uh, filtering the you know the wort, the hot wort. Oh, I see. Like through a hot back. Okay. Yeah. Or actually, maybe he's just wondering if you're if you're going to hop a beer like that, mm-hmm. would you filter it afterward? Would it would it take away? Um, Depends, the hop character depends on what you use to do the filtering. Do you guys filter all your beers? Yeah, we do a pretty loose. Uh, you we, do. We come in through a centrifuge, which just uh, basically just speeds up gravity, so it's all natural, and uh, that spins out anything round, so yeast, and, okay, and little round proteins. Probably not a whole lot of round protein, but the, the bigger ones come out, and then we come in through a pretty coarse like. Uh, like a like a five micron pad filter. Okay. So it's gonna let the, you know the the lupulin 
brew that's in the beer of the hops, and but not not a whole lot of yeast. I love how the description of the centrifuge is not that it just goes around real fast, like what I would have said, but it yeah. speeds up gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know why that fucking blew me away, man. He's right, it does. I know. I guess. I don't know, but it's like to me, that's how retarded I am. I well, go, yeah. well, it spins real fast and shit flies right. out from the center. The, the, but the best it, way to put it is like, you remember remember Spies Like Us? And, and they get on that, remember that one part? I'm sure it is. Go on. <laughs> that, that, that little ride they get on and then their faces afterwards. Yeah. Anybody remembers that? That's what a centrifuge is like. <laughs> That's what the yeast oh, look man. like afterwards. I do remember. That's just great. Does anybody remember the gravitron? Like oh, at the, yeah. oh, sure. Right at yeah. the county fair, oh, and then yeah. like like you know, fourteen, fifteen year old girls, their boobs aren't spread out with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Wait, what? Still, I don't. Oh wait, Mark was and on the, the gravitron last night. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a whole new way to the gravitron. And, the, and that shitty DJ that was always sitting in the middle of the gravitron in his DJ booth. Yeah. Always oh, usually playing Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. And Poison. Yeah. I saw some Stop Making Sense on there. I was like, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> David Byrne rock in the middle of that thing. It was awesome. Now, but on a serious note, how giant is this? I don't understand how you can centrifuge beer. Is it? Does it just travel, like, pass through it? Or, or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. It, it does. I mean, it, it comes in at an area of, of low pressure, and that's going to be the, the inlet. And it, it comes in... I mean, think like the eye of a storm. It's going to come in through that, and all the and it's going around, uh, say, eighty three times a second. So, okay, wow. So that eighty three complete revolutions every every second, and that's considered a low speed centrifuge. By the way, I wish I could do that with my right hand. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be done really quick. Yeah, that way that way you get sixty you know sixty barrels a minute, and you'll produce plenty plenty of round protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! So how much is in this? I'm trying to picture it. How much uh, of beer would be in this centrifuge it's, at one time? It's, it's hold up volume is only 15 gallons, so you could bring your batch down. We could get it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, and you know the large solids are, are like uh, you know like like little pieces of like you know hop matter from you know they're and they're immediately like thrown out at the very bottom. And then there's what's called a disc stack, which is like a a set of of plates uh, stacked on top of each other that. Uh, that all the little yeast kind of ride through, so it's um and and they eventually ride out to the periphery, which periodically opens up and releases all of these solids. Okay. Out and then the good beer is coming out the top, and that's the area of high pressure, and then that goes on to our our pad filter. Is this a uh, a common thing, or is this another one of your crazy inventions, Jeremy? No, it's it's. I would say it's pretty common. Is it? There may be- I've never I've not heard of this. And then you and then you plate filter it after that. Yeah, 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 or yeah. pad pad filter it. Pad filter. You said. It just centrifuging takes a little pressure off those pads. You spin out a yeah. lot of like the the, the, the particulate that's going to get uh, caught. We okay. say that, that we got we got like pretty you know pretty clean beer, bright coming from the cellar, and the centrifuge you know brightens it up, and then the the pad filter makes it brilliant. So we got bright and we got brilliant. Okay. I do have another filtering question that came through, too, kind of along these uh, same lines. Two uh, words that will never be used to describe anyone in this room. <laughs> yeah. Bright or brilliant. Uh, let's see. Have you guys considered a dry hop addition uh, to a filtered IPA? And I, I think this person might be a pro brewery. says, I'm trying to see how feasible dry hopping at the end of our filter process would be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so what do you think? Would you would you filter a beer and then dry hop it? Uh, well... No, not normally, but I mean, so, you know, Mark can tell you some of the crazy stuff we do for the casks, which it's not really filtered beer, but I mean, we're we're dry hopping it and then we're 
kind of dry hopping it again with no filtration happening. So it'd be the same concept if we were to take, you know, filtered beer and to rack it on to maybe inside a, a keg that has like a little sock inside of it. And okay, you yeah, know. but I think what adding hops to filtered beer sort of defeats the purpose of yeah, that's filtering true. it because you get what's called like a lupulin haze if you look at beer before and after dry hop. It can it can look pretty groggy after the dry hop, kind of like orange juice. Although I think that's acceptable in craft beer nowadays. Yeah. You may yeah, not yeah, want yeah, it no, out of your brewery, right? Yeah. But if I if I was served a double IPA or something and it was cloudy, I'd yeah. be, well, cloudy's be okay. But I mean, I'm we're talking like you know, looking like orange juice or I see stuff you know? floating around. In yeah. It. Oh, got it. Little swimmers. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want anything chunky in my mouth when I'm drinking. It makes me gag. Yeah. You know Except for Schumann. <laughs> Unless it's Schumann. <laughs> I have a bad gag reflex. <laughs> but you were talking about using a sock or something, too. I mean, that, that's something you really you want to just throw the, the pellets in or where, the hops in and let them do their thing. I, ideally. Want, yeah. So. Inside of a sock, there's always going to be like the, the meat, the center of what's in there is, right. is never going to get extracted. I, so I would, also, I would also say, though, that um, once you filter the beer, it's a lot... You know, a lot less forgiving. Like when it's unfiltered and the yeast is present, yeah, it's gonna definitely be. There's a competition if there's any bacteria or anything like that. And hops, you know, they they come in a bag. You open them up, and you know, there's a great a, a chance that you could add something into the beer that yeah. you know will create uh, contamination. Okay, so you want to be careful yeah. about and any any time anything touches the beer or, or you know you add anything. There's always the the potential for risk for well, hence the beautiful down, part of your of your hop cannon because uh, yes. you can kind of clear that stuff out. Yeah, I mean, there's no temperature you can do it at. I mean, cool. I mean, right? I mean, that will save that. that. Will yeah, cut I mean, down a bacteria. I mean, that's. I mean, all, all. I mean, some breweries, I guess, will you know pasteurize their beer, and that exactly. that, that means yeah. using heat to destroy ma- microbes that may or may not be present. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there are definitely some 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 great beers that that are pasteurized. But when I think of when I think of craft beer, I generally think of beer that, that hasn't been pasteurized, because that means getting it hot. Uh, someone wanted to know if you guys have issues uh, centrifuging your dry-hopped beers. Um, occasionally, uh, we have a strainer. It's, it's a wedge wire mesh strainer, the strainer that it, it kind of catches everything that's uh, bigger than what the centrifuge likes. Just kind of in line? It yeah. just goes through that yeah. first? I see. In line, and it's good to have two. That way, if one blinds over, you can just bypass to the yeah. second one and, and fix the first one. What do you think about uh, filtering in, and pulling flavors out of beer in general? Now, I understand that commercial brewers kind of need to filter, and it's an important part of the process. But do you think that you are pulling some of these things that you've worked so hard to put into the beer out? Um. You know, without I mean, we don't have a real fancy lab. We don't have like a GC or an HPLC, so we haven't really done the research to give a thorough answer to that question. But I mean, I can't tell you, the big guys that do have that and do dry hop still use, still filter their beer. Yeah, you know. So, do you ever feel like you know you've had the beer kind of fresh and unfiltered, and then you've had it afterward? Have you ever told yourself as a brewer, "I wish we could have put this out unfiltered; it tastes better," or you don't notice the difference? Normally, I wouldn't say that unless it somehow relates uh, to the to the style. You know, I mean, there's uh, you know good certain Belgian styles I actually want to see with some some grog, yeah, to them and. You know, but uh, it it depends. I mean, like, uh, you know, stouts usually uh, and dark beers, you don't want to strip them down too much. You know, you want to let all that meat 
make it into the bottle. So for that reason, we don't we don't filter yeah. our stuff. Yeah, and again, some of our some of our stuff have just gone through the centrifuge and yeah. bypass the blatant frame. Okay. Uh, we did that with the Reuben. It was, we left a lot more of that, so it was a lot more meatier yeah. than a lot of other beers. Yeah. It didn't hit that blatant frame, but it was also brewed to be meatier. Got it. And we, we took that risk that it was clean, and it was, and there was no problem. I would say in, in a, in a sub- subjective sort of my own opinion yeah. is that I think the best way to experience the hop character is straight from the tank. Yeah. But... That may or not may not be true. Well, that's, and that's just. I mean, I think anything if it's straight from the tank, whether you're experiencing hop character or not, that's a pretty f- amazing fresh way to taste a beer, right? But at the so, same time, you think you know you're you're going when you go cold side. You don't do you know you do you do your whirlpool additions. You have your hot extract. You do your you know hop back. A lot of people dry hop. You know when you don't have that warm side, you're going to lose something. But it tastes massive in the tank. Yeah, you go through yeah. that filtration, you're going to lose some. I mean, translating to the bottle. You know, this stuff doesn't need to be hoppier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, you're, it's, and, you're yeah, right. And, that's, and so, but it, I think there is, there's some lost at the Whirlpool. I think there's some lost at, you know, at the fermentation, of yeah. course. Yeah, I think there's some lost at, you know, again, you lose a lot it's to, a process. Get, to get this. Yeah. And, yeah, again, yeah, to get it all through, you know, without the, without, yeah. without, you I mean, know, with think the yeast, about it. it's kind of good. But you plan it that way. I mean, yeah. by the way, Tasty's looking at me like I'm a moron with my line of questioning. He filters every beer, and, <laughs> yeah. and his beer is some of the best beer I've ever had. His, his you beers know, it are very bright. Uh, he's just going, enough with the filter. It's, you know. In fact, they're going nuts. The, the whole thing is, if your beer comes out not as hoppy as you want it, Add more hops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I Don't agree. stop filtering. It's, I not, see. it's not the filter's problem. It's yeah. Recipe. What if? Okay. Okay. What if my beer just sucks? What then, Tasty? <laughs> then you have Chad do it. Can you help me out with that? You need like a real low-level uh, filter, like back to water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, I got my salad chute right here somewhere. Mention, we can you know, spin it through. The uh, you know the fermentation is like a boil, and a lot of people don't think about that. So you know. It's the CO two is going to evolve off anything that's volatile, so you're going to need to you know resubstitute your your aromatics if you're looking for that. And a very large brewery just did a study looking at different uh, filter sheets, and you know the the conclusion was like this one uh, lets more essence oils and more iso alpha acids through. So in 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 mm. that little conclusion impl- implies that there is of course a loss. Yeah, you know. Does that brewery frost brew or beechwood age? Uh, neither. <laughs> oh, triple yes. hops brew. Oh. They don't. They don't triple hops brew. They uh, they they. Uh, Do they have a really and cold the first train? country that doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Are they owned by anybody who triple hops <laughs> brews? No, they're not. They're yeah. or they're the smallest they're... little brewery in Chico. Oh, got it. And we. Beautiful. We, we love them. So we actually brought you some of their beer. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Look at that. Brewers who not only bring their own, but somebody yeah. else's. That's props just yeah. to craft beer. You know, we brought you yeah. this because it's also good. Guests, pay exactly. attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. Yeah, can you guys just come hang out at every show? Three of you are great guests. <laughs> not just for the beer. No. No. You're doing a wonderful job. The guy who asked about the filtering after dry hopping, he's saying... Uh, I am a brewer's assistant at a commercial facility, and I've been wanting to dry hop our beer in line right after we filter, is what he's thinking about doing. Not going to work. Okay. Um, if you ever like have made your, your own little homemade uh, Randall, what you notice is that hops require a little bit of what I call a, a saturation period. So at first you tend to get chlorophyllic flavors, you know, green, kind of grassy, veggie, and then the essence oils really kind of start to wake up and then you can begin to to extract them so you know that's that's not going to give you the same effect uh, as just good old-fashioned dry hopping would and that's if i was given that situation i would dry hop if you want something that maybe is a little sensational 
uh, he could start a recirculation loop with the strainer jammed full of hops in his tank and begin circulating it and then taste it, and it would, in a sense, get vertically hoppier. Uh, at some point, you know, all those essence oils are going to be washed out, and, okay. and he, he doesn't want to keep going then because you're just not going to extract anything good anymore. Can he find all the parts for that process on eBay? Yes, he, yes, he can. Yeah. Yes, he can. Buy a, buy a little uh, dairy strainer, and there's tons on there. It'll work out just fine. Yeah. All right, we're talking to Mark and Jeremy and Don from Lagunitas. You can go to Lagunitas.com, check it out. Uh, I have a question for you, uh, more about hops. Uh, our guest last week, we had a great show last week with a, a U.K. brewery called Thornbridge, and they were a lot of fun. And one of the things Never he talked to us about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, their beer finally arrived, right, yeah, Chet? We'll try, some. Oh, we'll try some of their beer tonight. We'll do that. Um, but he mentioned uh, he brought up a process to us that we hadn't done or, or, or necessarily heard of. And when they, uh, it's called whirl, milling your grain. I guess the yeah they, they mill their grain. Yeah. Well, in essence, it ended up it, we kind of found out that maybe it was similar to just uh, you you've added your last edition, your whirlpool hop, and then if you have to whirlpool for an hour, you're hopping that beer for an hour. But what he essentially was saying, it's a a hop rest. So he'll add, you know, whereas a home brewer, I'd add my one-minute hop. I'd add a hop addition at one minute. I'd flame out. I'd whirlpool. So I'd get it cold as fast as I could, and I'd put it in a fermenter. This guy's kind of saying, no, we let it sit there for 30 minutes to an hour with this final hop addition. Hot or cold? At hot, at, at temperature. Instead of just... And then cool it, you know. What do you think about... The reason it blew me away is because I was always under the impression that that aroma hop, you don't want the volatiles to fly out of the beer. Uh, you want to you want to keep them in there. Uh, yeah. So, but he he was saying he gets great hop character. I think the longer it's going to sit too, it's going to release more uh, just alpha. It's going to release more alpha and beta. The longer it sits in there, it's more that that stuff decomposes because it's at down. temperature. It's yeah. hot. Yeah, I summarize. And and also at the same time, unless you know. I've in, oh, you know, if the if the vessel's open, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm worried about the cooling and having that DMS in an hour, unless you're rolling that stuff the whole time. Yeah. You know, if you're rolling it, if it's going to have heat on it. It's going to create a boil. You're going to dissipate your true blood. Um, and then also, any kind of lid on that, you're just, you know, you want to have your, your aromatics go in, your whirlpool. You want them in and out. Okay. You know, 15, 20 minutes is probably all you want after that. Yeah. You Don, really got to worry about things cooling down. You got to worry about the cool down, the DMS dropping back into that beer. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, Biscuit just dragged Mark out of the studio by his leg, <laughs> if you heard that growling uh, <laughs> in the background. Go on. Oh, uh, just, just uh, you know, I don't want to, don't want to, if he likes what he's doing, then of course he's right, but in the traditional brewing circle, you know, you want to, after your boil, you, the whole purpose of the whirlpool is that is a solid liquid separation device. The solids being the hot pellets that you added throughout the boil, liquid being the wort, and uh, and you want to get that that you want to have it in there as short as possible. You want to get that that wort through a heat exchanger and in, into your uh, fermenter as quick as possible. Why? Uh, be, well, like Don was saying, you get a you get what's known as a DMS that forms in the whirlpool, and that's that's your you know your creamed corn. Mm-hmm. Some people have other flavor descriptors, um, and that begins to actually form in the in the whirlpool, especially in a case where you don't have uh, like a rolling boil. Like if you you know if you've got an active you're, you're boil steam going, you're 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 uh, you know any DMS that forms is going to become volatile and go up the uh, up the chimney. But in the whirlpool, it's not the case. It's mm. it's just going to form and get worse and worse so okay but I would, I would also say what you're saying is a lot of things in brewing like first word hop and all this mash hop and stuff like that 
who knows whether or not it works. Yeah. But if it works for you and you yeah. think it gives a good good hop character, you as the brewer, yeah. that's what you do is you have your own method. If, your you, own. if, yeah. you, if you like it, you're right. Yeah. You, there are, there you, are consequences you, to actions, however. You hippies. If it's, Consequ- hey, consequences if you like to actions. It, just go for it, man. No. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, man. That's what brewing, that's, that's you know. No, uh, you're right. Okay. If you want to roll it like that, man, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Look, if it yeah. smells like patchouli and you like that, if it makes you feel good as a brewer, then you know, yeah. go for it. Keep that process yeah. up. If you want to make a corduroy patchwork pant- pair of pants, <laughs> yeah, and you feel that's right, okay to do, yeah, and you can do that. That See? would be that would be heady. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say Scott is doing exactly what he used to do on our CBS show? Yeah, not answering the phone, not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, can I just say that? That's why I invited Moscow out here. I, thought, I disagree. Hey, He's got an empty glass in front of him. Must have be him doing uh, something. I got around and do, do I got I got another guy doing nothing. I figured we might as well bring Scott in here. First off, I have two empty glasses, not one. And second off, why do, why do you think I got into radio so I could do nothing? Yeah. That's all radio is. Just hang out and do jack. Yeah, and drink. Hang out and jack. Oh. Tasty, what do you think about this uh, about this uh, 2009 correction beer? Uh, your your boy uh, your boy Shat's all about it. He's like uh, he finished in his pants yes, when he yeah. first had this this beer. He went right to like uh, you know F and this F and that on that beer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like him. It reminds me of the uh, the new uh, the new uh, pale ale, just like an imperial version. Or mm-hmm. uh, did you guys use just a straight two row base malt in that, or did you add some other uh, bigger port, uh, base malts? Yeah, there's some other uh, like specialty malts in there. Okay. Uh, some Vienna malt. I don't I don't have the I don't don't have the recipe in front of me right now, so I'm just kind of going off off memory. Some uh, some Simpsons aromatic and some Vienna hmm. in there. Well, even though it's a really hoppy beer, it's it's very malty beer too. Even though it's well attenuated, but it's got a nice beer backbone in there. It's good. Yeah, that dry Thank part you. that you're talking about that might be one of your driest beers. I think is is probably the key to this recipe. Yeah, it makes the hops really jump out without having to pound too much in. What was your starting gravity, if I can ask? Uh, <laughs> look at the label. You cheaters! Thank you, label. Uh, Ten sixty-two. So that's uh, that's like fifteen. Point two Play-Doh or so. And what it finish at? you have that on there, too? Uh, that's not on there, well, but... The important part of it. Yeah, the important part of it. Uh, yeah. Around around two to two and a half Play-Doh. Okay. Yeah. I'm look on my... That's, that's really six, dry. Six, three. Three. They're looking at the 1008. Yeah. Dry. Dry as a bone. That's the key. Yeah. Get it all dry. You can have a you can have a second glass. Yep. It's too uh second bomber. Yeah. Is there a second it's bomber? It's been the first one in a, in a while, so it's nice. Is it only available in bombers? You brought us a bomber. That is, uh, that is correct. It's only available that way. Yeah. A lot of your beers are only in bombers, right? Yes. Yeah. A lot okay. of time we like to do like a 2-year run in the bombers and see how they stick as a seasonal and if they 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 do it. Uh the Sirius was one. Okay. Uh the Imperial Red made the jump to six packs. Uh the Undercover we did for 2 years. We took a year off to the Zappa series. And then it just came back out in six packs. So, uh, we yeah we keep yeah we mix up our, our seasonal six packs. We make up the twenty twos. It's a good thing to do. Democracy rules. What I'm thinking though is you're you're you're. There's not a whole lot of breweries that do as many different beers as you guys do, and that's got to be a, a difficult thing to keep up with. Like I don't even know how you guys keep the names straight. Never mind the recipes. Uh, you do a lot of different beers. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. Are you got and and from how how many barrels is your system? Uh, it's a. It's typically we do. Uh, it's a hundred hectoliters, and to translate that into barrels is is like it's like a like a seventy five barrel brew. Okay. For you know medium sized beers, a lot of the big beers need to be 
you know, smaller depending on how big they are. So, so we do some 60 barrel batches, and then we got like gnarly wine where we do like you know 45, 50 barrel batches. Okay, and that's you know that's as much grain as you can shove into that equipment. And so the reason I'm asking is because that's a it's a relatively small system for the amount of beer you guys produce. Are you guys just brewing 24 hours a day right now? Uh, no, I, I would say the systems. I mean, we, we we came from a 30 barrel system, and this is a new system that yeah. Jeremy's talking about. Uh, okay, we just had a new. Uh, Bavarian engineered. I see. Bavarian installed. The Bavarian. Germans. You went yes. for the badass uh, German roll, roll, system roll this tech, time. Rolltech came in, and I think they had. Uh, I think it went Victory, and then Stone, and yeah. then us. Okay. And they went back out for Magic Hat, I believe. So we were like the third, the third system they put in. Wow. And we had three about, times the cost about, of your average system. Uh, they were actually real good. We got a really got a yeah decent, decent deal. Okay. And again, it was still we got a lot better if we put it in right now. But yeah, you know, as the economy goes, but sure. yeah, we. Steel was coming down. Uh, they built it on a discount, and we got a great system. I can go and sell drugs out of your place if you want to shut down for another, uh, <laughs> do some more upgrades, whatever you want me to do. Try before you buy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> What's the difference in this system? Why do you need this German system? Is it just that high quality? Uh, well, I think the main thing is, uh, you know, as you grow, the, the number of small systems out on the market... Uh, are you know innumerable? There's okay. A, there's a lot, but as you grow and you begin to, you, you want to think about things like automation and and uh, you know having each process have a little you know natural paper trail that's not generated by a human and and all these things that kind of come with the concept of quality control quality assurance. Yeah. There's only a, a few breweries that offer all you know all that stuff. You or a few uh, equipment makers rather. That's going to be like you know, your Steinecker, you know, Hootmann. Uh, Rolex, which is who we chose, and uh, there's Briggs, and you know I'm leaving out a bunch of other ones, but the the thing that Rolex does is they kind of roll everything together, and they they give you a nice little hardware software package that really meets your budget, and for the most part, you know everything does what it's supposed to do. Okay, they offer good support, and uh, so you know they're just coming in and and uh, to a ripe market, which is the growing craft you know industry. Sure. And, and they're offering something that we can use because it makes our hands free. So are you brewing on both your new one and your, uh, oh, no, your old uh, system now? No, the old system uh, packed up like right the day we decommissioned it. Uh, Ska Brewing came out out of Durango, Colorado. Oh, yeah. And the, the boys from Ska tore it all apart themselves. A lot of hard work, but it really helped them remember how it all went back together <laughs> that I, I know. And, and I actually went out there after the GABF and... Spent a few days uh, brewing with them and then just troubleshooting, and they knew what they were doing. I can say those boys are solid, but uh, there was a little ghost in the machine where they needed some recommendations, and yeah, and uh, so they're they're where cranking now. Who's ringing? Oh, sorry, that's it. You're fired. My bad. <laughs> the guest is fired. Yeah. Do you have a question, JP? No, I was going to make some smart-ass comment about hardware and software packages, but... Weird. Days <laughs> shocked. That's been and gone. <clears throat> What's this one, Shat? Hop stupid? Don't call him that. His mom's listening. <laughs> mm. You got it. Are you all about this one, too, Shat? He's got... So, I got to tell you guys. So, Chad goes uh, on, a, on a tour to your place. It was a bus tour that uh, our local brewery, EJ Fair, put on. He goes up. I think you were there, Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Kid sure. comes home. 
It's like he just met the woman of his dreams. <laughs> oh, really? He's like, oh my god, have you have you been to Log? Have you seen oh. them? It's more like, oh man, oh. you got it. You got it. You wouldn't believe it. I wanted to blow every one of them. <laughs> I wanted to just go on my knees at that moment. <laughs> I, I would have finished. I would have swallowed yeah. without without detail. Yeah, you know, he was he was enamored by like you fit Shat's lifestyle because uh, well he only you know, got made, through a half dozen, but you, you uh, I for one and thankful. <laughs> yeah, but you were first in line. Well, you make the kind of beers he, he enjoy, like hoppy ales, and you know you're all about that shit. Complex hoppy ales, so you got that part down. And then I think he just felt like hanging out in your loft for the rest of his life. You guys have some great loft upstairs, I guess, where everyone just hangs out. Uh, pool table, couches, whatever happens up there. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's like a, a, a the inspiration is the someone's best basement bar from the 70s okay and it's featured uh, everything from old exercise equipment which what was all up there when when i first started working there like those little things like what the, are we talking about put the strap around <laughs> your uh your your back and, and like, it shakes it, like jiggles your fat rolls it doesn't actually you have that well we used to that oh. was that was a theme there was like all that Nordic. it became our centrifuge yes. i would go for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah i'd go for that yeah it, and and right now you can get your hair done up there they got some uh <laughs> oh like one of those old like yeah. hoods yeah, that sits down on your yeah you can your hair curled yeah. no wonder chad loved it he can do dude's hair yeah <laughs> i went to Lagunitas, got my hair yeah. did <laughs> yeah it was great saddles. i could do everyone's hair yeah, saddles at yeah, the end of the bar yep saddles at the at the bar and uh, just a lot of weird, weird things. Yeah, there is. And uh, right behind the bar, well, to the left, right, whatever, wherever you're sitting, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's like some chicken coop wire. And uh, they have all their beers that they basically, I, I guess you have to keep your beers after you bottle. And they, right, they sit the there library. for That's how the library. long? Okay, yeah. The library. We keep a six-month inventory of all the beer that we bottle. Oh. We take samples three times during the run for each run of the beer. Just in case we ever get any kind of uh, feedback from the people we dump, you know, a lot of cases of beer because they just sit there in case something happens, we have a reference. Right. Yeah. So they're stressed. They're yeah. up top. You know, they're they're you know they're not protected, and but they get a party. You know, right. those are the yeah. six month beers <laughs> that are hanging out there upstairs with us. And yeah, Shat was all about it. <laughs> He's all make sure you're cool to these guys. They're, I love them. Make sure you don't fuck this up. There's, I just I just want to hold them. I just if I could hold them, I would. If I could make a little papoose like a Native American women, I would I would carry them all around with me. Maybe if I would swaddle them. Maybe maybe if during the interview you could ask like if I could come hang out with them afterward. Yeah, man. I'm not gonna lie. It was that new Dogtown. I mean, yeah. Man, I fell in love with that beer. And it's good as beer. a homebrewer, I mean, you use a Simcoe hop like crazy or you can yeah and you just don't think like big brewers are doing it and holy shit well it was like it was like drinking i mean going in there was like wow trying to make this beer this is great i mean anyway what's the main hop in hop stupid uh well he 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 just said uh simcoe okay no double ipa without simcoe yeah uh we're using a lot of uh hop extract which is made from uh uh, they call it CTZ now. It's a long story. Probably don't want to go into You're that. You're talking about the company name? No, no, no. Oh. The name of the hop. It's Columbus slash Tomahawk slash Zeus. Okay. And there is there is a story behind that, but it's a that's a, that's a side spur. Can we get that, JP? Yeah, we're selling it at Morebeer now, but we're just calling it Columbus because a yeah. lot of people won't know. But it's the same. It's, it's the, the same, same hop. Yeah, okay, it's it's exactly the same. Hop. Cool. Yeah, and 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 you know, it's also one of the most widely planted hops. You know, last year during the uh, the shortage, so so uh, there's about to be plenty of it. it. It's okay. considered a, a bitterness hop. So we're using some hop extract that's made with uh, you know supercritical CO2. So it's all natural, and uh, they just. Uh, 
take special pellets that are a little bit looser and they put it in this big this big pressure thing and they bring in like co2 on top of it and it comes out as this it's it's hop hash it looks like it's just this orange, wow. you know this golden goo yeah and then they they package it in the cans and then uh and then we use it to reduce the amount of uh, vegetable matter in our whirlpool so we can get those those ibus in there and not have just this huge loss you know so you don't want to brew a 60 barrels and only get 10 barrels out of it that's not cost effective yeah so we're using that to supplement some of the high alpha and there's a lot of uh horizon and cascade and centennial and any hop that starts with the letter c is all in there of course <laughs> okay all, and then the simcoe so you know there's uh i have a stupid question does hop extract have to go into the boil or can you is this something that's already you could add it to your beer anytime you want i haven't tried adding it uh the way they make it, all of, all of the essence oils are intact. So it's there. There's really it gets everything. You know everything. So technically, it's the same as throwing hops in in that sense. And you'd want to treat it the same as you would hopping any other kind of hop. Well, it's very viscous, so the the boil helps get it. Uh, you know, in in suspension, it helps get it to dissolve. And if you were trying to use it on some some. Uh, some you know finished beer that's not uh, i'm not sure how that would work out i would imagine you could do it we've n- I've never tried okay can't answer that we All have right. some some uh, uh co2 extracted uh iso whatever the hell you guys want to call it and um because i don't know i forgot i just t- do it a brain fart at more beer yeah. so you're saying at we can buy beer. this stuff as you can buy yeah and, and you can put it you can put it after ferment but pre-filter because it'll get hazy Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you 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 can. You have to dilute it with a bunch of water, and there's right. a whole formula that you have to figure out IBUs and all that kind of. Yeah, nonsense. tanks are going. I mean, you just got you know some very much thick, heavy proteins that are yeah. just going to darken up anything you put it in. Yeah. Okay. Another question from the chat room for you guys. Uh, something about a brew pub. Are you guys opening up a brew pub? And and they were asking when it would open. If so, I didn't know that about yeah. you folks. Yeah, actually it's uh it's not quite a brew pub. We're looking at putting in a, a glorified tasting room. Okay. We've got some space on the pro- some space on the property that we're looking at uh So we'll be right there. Expanding it. Yeah, it is on site. Um and it's going to be like, you know, an early single shift, small small tasting room. Okay. Again, it'll be open instead of just the 3 o'clock tours that we do now. You'll do an all day. So it'll yeah. be, again, a single shift, maybe, you know, 2 to 9 or something like that. But, okay. Uh, we're thinking a couple months away. So, oh, it's pretty close then. And again, yeah, not a lot of advertising, and that's going to be kind of a word of mouth, but there's some nice space that they're really... Yeah, I was wondering yeah. what the hell you do, Don. Yeah. You're the your marketing advertising a, guy? A little bit of that. <laughs> a little bit of facilitating. What whatever, else do you do? Whatever. A little bit of rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Who you guys been upstairs? Yeah. That's what I do. That's what you, <laughs> you throw parties. <laughs> or are you here do, to Donald. rent a holiday? Um, who does? Uh, it's great on his card. He's Mister Nice Guy. <laughs> That's your title. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're not big on titles. So. <laughs> who does the Who does the writing on the sides of the of the bottles? Uh, the bottles, the uh, packaging, the recipes, everything is uh, our owner Tony McGee. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Every every six pack. Um, every Every label, uh, our new summer seasonal is coming up, and this is the first time in the four and a half years that I've been there that he's actually like, I got nothing. Ah, so really, yeah. And uh, I know, would like to see whether, that. whether it's the hairy eyeball or you know all the, everything that comes off this guy's head. Where's the dog come from? The, the and what kind of dog is it? It looks dog, like a, like a pit. It, it is a pit, and it came from. Uh, there's nothing really glorious about it. It came from some clip art. 
Oh, okay. That he found. It's, it's, it's like an extinct, it. you know, it's like an old concrete building from Can you lie to me, from Minnesota. It I was his puppy. It was his beautiful dog. puppy. He birthed it. That died. It was amazing. He actually birthed it. It his, got his, crushed his. when we built the new brewery. Like, yes. I want to, I, I really identify with that uh, dog. But yeah, it's, actually, it's the, buried at the brewery. The, the reason. <laughs> the dog the, who came up with all the recipes. Clip art. You just shattered my whole. <laughs> The first one that we, you know, threw into the boil. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like Tasty, an, it was, it was an Aussie dog moment. Hair in the mash. You guys a, throw the whole a, dog. Quite an Aussie moment. Yeah. But uh, actually, it was a. It came from uh, well, some of Tony's first bre- uh, beers uh, that the, the brewery started in Lagunitas in North Marin. Okay. Uh, out Forest Knolls area, and uh, he, w- uh, there was some stagecoach stops. There was Bugtown, which he named as one of his first beers. Bugtown Stout after. The Dogtown Pale was one of his original beers, okay. and he threw that dog on the label, I and see. Uh, it was it was a big winner from the start in '93. So it kind of became you know something identifiable. I like that your uh, your company logos. It it appeared to me that you don't have a one logo type of thing. Your logos are each bottle of beer. You know, you have different ones, and I like that about companies like yours because I don't like having to stick to one logo either. I, yeah, I agree. And again, everything is is totally Tony. Yeah, I, mean, I see. Yeah, it's polymorphic. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you could you could say you know maybe the the font of the of the brewery name. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, and, 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 and you need something identifiable. So yeah, but but yeah, for the most part, you know, every label's different. Yeah, and, and that that is pretty cool because you know it's uh, it catches your eye. I think a little bit more. You know, something different on the shelf. Yeah, whether, whether well, and the, you know, by the way, the hop stupid one is so different that uh, you don't even think it's a Lagunitas beer. Which might yeah. be a bad thing. I, it's like on kind of, you know, I'm looking at it from kind of far away on the shelf. If I know right off it's a Lagunitas beer, I'll check it out because you've got some brand loyalty for me. That one's because it's got the green instead of that the, the regular white that you do. I'm not sure what's what's up with that, but that that shack looks like a good place for a, a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's <laughs> <laughs> a shack on it. It's very. And what by the way, what the hell does that have to do with Hop Stupid? I'm this not sure. Texas well, Chainsaw Massacre well, yeah. shack. It looks like barley. It's clip art, dude. It's, 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 it's the 2009 clip art edition. It, 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 Tony's it, it, getting lazy. It, 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 He's just browsing Google images I'll tell now. you what, though, guys. Uh, if, you, the, if you look at that bottle you're holding in your hand, yeah. I'm happy to announce probably here for the first time. Started this week. Uh, we we turned the corner, and we're back to uh, uh, pry-off caps. If, you know, uh, you guys are all uh, a bunch of, you guys, a bunch of beer work. people out there are... Have been giving us grief yeah, for the I twist offs for a while. Beer snobs, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so homebrewers, you, you didn't even go, know that, Mark. Homebrewers, this last can... night I'm sitting there all night, like, what the <laughs> fuck's wrong with this thing? <laughs> home homebrewers, feel free, feel free, yeah. You know, please yeah. feel free to go back to buying our bottles again. They're yeah. back to pry off twenty twos, and uh, yeah, we helped our glass supplier get through some twist offs for a while. But hey. uh, <laughs> we're back in the twenty two. We're back in the, the pry offs. Yeah, so. right. Hey guys, is Tony McGee a Brit? No. He is not. Uh, he's not a brick because he referred to smoking a cigarette as smoking a, a fag, fag yes. which I thought was the exclusive. He just wanted to use it. He just wanted to be able to say smoke a fag. <laughs> Maybe he meant shoot gay people. He could have meant that. I doubt it though. No, no not at all. Don't that's, get them in more trouble, JP. He was just trying to go out on just a zinger. Yeah, it worked. Uh, it caught Scott's attention. Undercover shutdown bigot ale. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one. You don't need that. 102 IBUs in Hop Stupid, and it has an OG of 1085. <laughs> IBU. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only reason he put 102 on there is uh, 
because I said you can't have anything over 100. And that most people... <laughs> he said, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a big <laughs> F you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, smart ass? The F you I, mean, I mean, most units. people, after after F- 80 IBUs, most people yeah. uh, just, just... I mean, there, there are studies on this. They just say, oh, wow, that's bitter. And you give them a 90, and you say, is that more bitter than the one uh, that, unbeknownst to them, was an 80? And they go, I don't know, it's bitter, too. You give them a 100, they say, I don't know, that's bitter. You I mean, can't perceive it. A lot of people do think that 80 to 100 collectively is just a blur... And, uh, you know, mathematically, you can have uh, over 100. Yeah. But uh, with the actual ASBC test that you do on the beer, you can only, it's, you know, only to 100. Okay. It just sounded good with the for you. Yeah, it does work well. <laughs> and by the way, I really wish you hadn't mentioned the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Oh, sorry. Because now that I'm, I, the more I look at it, the more freaked out I am. <laughs> it's kind of frightening. Well, it's kind of what the beer might do. It should, I guess. <laughs> Oh, it'll hang you from a meat hook. <laughs> That's what it'll do. Beer so good, it will hang you from a meat hook. All right. I got to take another quick break. Take care of some sponsors. Uh, we're going to come back. Got some things to give away, some Belgian candy sugar. We're going to do that. If you got any questions to get to the fellas from Lagunitas, get them to me now. Join Bevo in the chat room or call 888-401-BEER. When we come back, uh, brew tip from Downtown Joe's, Colin Kaminsky, uh, Belgian candy sugar give, uh, giveaway, and drunk of the week. Let's not forget that. Oh. <laughs> hang in there. We'll be back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. some of your soldiers reported casualties? Are you tired of finding out your beers never made it to the competition because of shipping damage? Do you hate the hassle of packaging your bottles for the delivery services? How about making it easier for the overworked competition organizers who have to unwrap each entry and then discard the waste? Well, now there is a solution. The competition bottle shipping system is here. Now available at www.clarkbrewing.com and at select retail shops. Field tested with numerous shipments around the world and literally dropped down a flight of stairs with zero casualties reported to date. Designed by a home brewer for home brewers. Just grab the shipping box, place the bottom insert in with your bottles, and put the top insert on to lock them safely in place. You're ready to ship. Visit www.clarkbrewing.com for more details and to watch a video of the stair test. Clark Brewing Innovations, providing innovative solutions to the American home brewer. Now just ship it. Okay, I rolled a 15 and I get a plus 2 from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to be at a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked! Doug's the only one left and his beer is a Berliner Weiss! 
What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y-Yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator yeah. <laughs> i mean your friends will look at you with awe and, and it's stuff. just hot it is it's so super hot <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio because like beer radio shouldn't suck you're listening now, here's Colin Kaminsky from Downtown Joe's with this week's brew tip. Are you embarrassed that you're an extract brewer? Don't be. There are some great beers that are extract brewed. Do make sure that your extract is as fresh as you can get it. Oxygen and light are the enemies of extract. Remember, the most important part of brewing is fermentation, and as an extract brewer, you get to learn all the lessons of fermentation without having to wait for the mash to convert. Be proud of extract brewing. You're doing something mere mortals only dream of. You are making beer. Listen next week for another brew tip from Colin, right here on the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. We got the boys from Lagunitas hanging out with us. Uh, Mark, Jeremy, and Don, very generous with their time and beer, for that matter. They brought us beer. You can go to Lagunitas.com if you haven't already and check out all you need to know about the brewery. Find out when you can show up at one of their parties and uh, not get them shut down, I think is the idea nowadays. Definitely not. Please no. 888-401-BEER. If you got questions, we're going to wrap up with these guys here uh, soon enough. So if you had anything you were holding on to, get it to us now, 888-401-BEER. Or join the Beave in the chat room. Uh, we're prepping a little segment for you right now. Before we do that, I did have another question for you, Jeremy. Came in from the chat. I guess about the Hop Stupid that we're talking about. Someone asked, they, they wanted to know what you thought about how it compares to Arrogant Bastard. This person says he's not a particular fan of Arrogant Bastard, um, but wonders if this, you know, how, how you might put those two together as an example. Uh, you know, honestly, I wouldn't, it's probably night and day. Yeah. So okay. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I can think of, I you know, I, I'm friends. I'm friends with the, the guys down there at Stone, but you know we don't we don't ask each other you know about each other's stuff. But, yeah, um, you're not collaborating you know, on there's these. some. There's another beer that we make that I I do feel is is a little similar to theirs, and that would be our Lucky Thirteen, which is coming around uh, coming around soon, and uh, like the next few months here. Okay, and uh, and it has a lot of like deeper Lovabond crystal malts uh, in it, which are are uh, give it give it that kind of red color and a pinch of dark malts. Which also kind of give it that 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 hue, and there's neither of of that in the hop stupid. Okay, 
you know, I would say on the IBU front, the the beers are probably pretty similar. Um, Hop Stupid probably has a little bit more IBU than uh, Arrogant Bastard does. And uh, aromatic-wise, uh, probably night and day. I mean, when I when I drink that beer, I get a... Uh, I get you know kind of spicy notes like the the CTZ, and I get some bubble gum, like some uh, Centennial. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm just guessing here, and uh, and those you you know those are not the the the, the focal hops that are in, in the in the hop stupid. So it's okay. Definitely, I wouldn't. Don't I, mean, compa- I, I, I struggled to make the comparison, but I, but okay, I, I did as good as I could. As you're talking about that, though, <laughs> it does make me want to ask you about uh, the malt bill in a beer like Hop Stupid. Does this have to be a very complex malt bill, or is it? No, actually, uh, I mean, really, the the idea with with naming a beer a title <laughs> like that is is uh, is no interesting malt. Uh, you know, there's there's really. The focus is all on the hops in there, so it's almost nearly a ninety nine percent, you know, you know, two row pale okay. space malt. So, so what is it? Just some crystal then? To uh, no, no, not even that. No crystal. Uh, just we're using a pinch of a uh, of uh, aromatic malt. Okay, in there, which is kind of you could compare that to maybe like a low love bond crystal, but it's still different. Okay. All right, Tasty, grab that microphone there. We're going to start. We we got a little segment for you guys. And and actually, uh, Don, Mark, and Jeremy, we we, we need all your help with it. And here's the deal. And Jeremy knows a little bit about this because he just did the interview for us. Uh, We got another show on the Brewing Network here called Can You Brew It? And our listeners, they write into Jamil Zanishef and Tasty McDole here, and they challenge them to recreate their favorite beers. And uh, as you can probably imagine, Lagunitas came up quite a bit. They they sent in several requests for Lagunitas. So we're actually in the middle of this Lagunitas series where they're, they've, they've had to try to brew three of your beers. Now... We did the show the other day, and two of them, here's the standard when we do the show. They, go, they interview the brewers, and, and the brewer can then give as much or as little information as they wish to do so. Jeremy was very forthcoming uh, about the, the recipe and the, and the profile of the beers. And then they go off and they brew them. And then in studio... On the day of the show, we taste them. And there's really only, in general, there's one standard. It's either cloned or not cloned. We don't really fuck around with it's this or it's that. We just say you did it or you didn't. Well, brown sugar was a beer that Tasty brewed, and we were stumped when we evaluated the beer. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I've had brown sugar when it's properly aged. It's been on the shelf for a little while, and it blew my mind. It was fantastic. I've also had brown sugar when I think it just arrived at the shelf from the brewery, and it didn't. I was disappointed in a sense of what I had from the aged one. It tasted more like an IPA or like some sort of a huge hop. Huge hop exactly. Like triple red it didn't have that kind of a candy sugar type. Of, I, I don't think you use candy sugar, but that that profile it, it wasn't there. So here's so we're tasting this beer and and. Jamil had never had it fresh, so he says, well, it's not cloned. I, that doesn't taste like brown sugar to me. Tasty and I, though, kind of went, I don't know. I've had brown sugar that tastes like this. So long story short is that we suspended judgment for you guys because only you guys know what this beer tastes like straight out of the brewery. So I think what we're doing here is we, we've put Tasty's clone in front of you, and we want you to tell us, yes, this will turn into the brown sugar that you know and love, or no, Tasty fucked it up. <laughs> Like you got a full one here to set off the side just to prove us wrong in a year. <laughs> yeah, right. See, I well, in four got another full bottle. Let that one sit. Exactly. Uh, did I get that pretty close, Tasty? Yeah, that's exactly the case. Okay. Yes. Right. So, 
the guys are now tasting it for folks at home. They've each got uh, a, a glass in front of them, and um, uh, oh, I've got one too. Okay, let me let me do that. And uh, so, like I said, you you could certainly tell us why or why not. You could be as descriptive as you want, but the only standard here is cloned or not cloned. Just so you know. Well, I would say uh, foam gets cloned. Uh, color definitely spot on. It's cloned. It's nailed, and. Uh, you know, flavor-wise, it's 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 cloned. I mean, it's uh, really there, there's, if the differences are here, I'm struggling to put a put to words exactly what it might be, which means yeah, it's cloned. Before I, I cheer for you, Tasty, I want to hear from everybody <laughs> from Lagunitas. Oh, yeah. I, 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 my, my my only uh, detraction from this one is it doesn't have quite the uh, the almost like the uh, the sweet smell. The aromatics aren't really pulling off this one like okay. ours does. But that's from, from the down. mouth. From the mouth to the foam to the color to the taste, everything else—not quite the nose, but everything else, 100. percent All right, and Mark, I, finally, I would, I would give you this is uh, you know brown sugar that's been on the shelf. I would—it's not brewery fresh brown okay. sugar that I'm tasting. But it is—you would say if I gave it to you and I said this is my brown sugar, you would say to me yes. I would say a little different on the aroma, yeah, but it definitely passes. Cloned, yes. Yeah. Cloned, yes. I would, yeah. yeah. Uh, tasty. Woo! <laughs> Good work, Tasty. And there, was, there was doubt. What's that? There, there was, was doubt. Dissension? Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the. You uh, sure. We had you know a bottle of brown sugar in front of us. You know that we got at the uh, bottle shop that treats you know beer really well. So you know it was really malty and you know it uh, we, the beer comes out in like December, right? So it. it this beer was pretty mature. So. Yeah. Well, and what we do, I, I guess I left this part out. Other than that we just say cloned or not, we have two clear, unmarked plastic glasses oh, yeah, in we, front of us, and one of them has brown sugar in it, and one of them has the clone. And we don't know which... The per, the brewer knows. Tasty knows because he poured it for us. But the, the people in the room were a judge. So we have to taste them blindly and say, uh, yeah, you cloned it. And we, we then try to say which one's the commercial beer, which one's the homebrew. So we did have a nice bottle of brown sugar in front of us, right. and they didn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. And that's why we... But knowing but, that this beer is one that should be aged, right. and, and it yeah. gets so much better with this is why we were stumped and wanted you guys to tell us if it will turn into the brown sugar we know and love. So, and well, that, that, that's, that's undetermined. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is a, this this beer is like three weeks old. So but the and yeah. the, the reason we need to know is because you know on the show we tell people go ahead and take this recipe if you want to brew yourself a brown sugar, and we don't want to lie to them. We don't want to tell them to take this recipe if we fucked it up. So. Yeah. I think you did it okay, Tasty, it All sounds right. like. Looks like we're going. We're going <laughs> Another forward. Another round of applause for Tasty All for right. getting it right. Thanks. Uh, I wish I had the other two, and, and so you guys could try them too. Um, although we wouldn't care about your opinions because we already called them cloned. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we, did get, we, did, we did get them all cloned. That's pretty good, I think. Uh, we, uh, so we what, think are you, what are you? What's your percentage? What well, is it? I don't know. 10 uh, five or five? Uh, four out of five or something like that? Or? Uh, tasty is oh, actually... I owe you one on... Tasty's the, one and one. Yeah, that's right. What did you fail? Oh, uh, yeah, Firestone uh, Walker double barrel. Double barrel. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get the oat character uh, out of that one, so we called that a fail. Well, I didn't get the recipe until uh, after we uh, after I made the beer. You didn't have oh. enough time to, uh, <laughs> to age it. Yeah, yeah right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Details. But that's. Yeah, I want to do that one over. I like the beer, and we will. That's the other good part of the Kenny Brew Show. If we fail, we're going to redo it, and they'll keep brewing it until they get it right. So, um, so we call a, a, a great way to stretch out a show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> years. Like, like there's not enough beers out there. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So Tasty's one and one. Uh, now, which which Lagunitas beer was it that I I was I dissented on one of them? Um, 
Was it the censored or was it the IPA? I think it was the IPA, wasn't it? I think it was the censored. I'll have to go back and listen. Right. But we'll t- it is a democracy, so we'll take the majority. There were three of us in the studio. Tasty and Jamil called the censored cloned. I called it not. I, I didn't think he had done it. So, But he's still, since you guys voted it cloned, uh, Jamil's actually got a perfect record, I think. I don't think he's messed up a beer yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but don't worry, the show is. Well, young. I actually have another one that, uh, that Nate brewed for me, but he was on my team. So, I, oh, good point. So if it's like my that team, mean, that makes you two in one. You're yeah, right. Right. You're right. I'll give you that. He's on your team. That counts, Tasty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get, yeah see, I developed the recipe. I, he did. <laughs> hey, yeah. you give me the credit now, see? Yeah, I'm still in it, see? Yeah. yeah. You can't take nothing away from me, law man. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. I'm tired of getting beaten up by that Jamil guy. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. got to enter a homebrew competition with him. Yeah. He's so brutal. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Up there. yeah he roughs me up, Shane. He says, this is my block. Yeah, and like, I say, no, Shane. <laughs> people, uh, people want me to pay uh, Tasty some tribute. Here you go, Tasty. You did it, man. It has been a pretty tasty week when you think about it. Yeah, we had the Sam Adams. Uh, you're really, Tasty was a superstar on Thursday night. The the Sam Adams release party. People were having him sign their tits. Uh, you no, were doing no, all I signed of, one guy's belly. Oh, yeah. Who was who, <laughs> whatever? Details. I, yeah. Who was that guy? I wasn't how you remember it. Not that there weren't enough perverts there, but JP. Something. It was JP. Sad times. Trying to help the guy out. You know. <laughs> Do I still have it. Yeah, you can kind of see it if you want to look at it. Was it your belly? <laughs> it's like right there. It's disgusting. Right there. No, that's just grit. Never mind. <laughs> no, that's just lint. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, you had a big uh, long shot celebration release yeah, party. They had all three uh, long shot uh, winners there. And did uh, you bring that for our friends from Lagunitas to try the uh, the long shot? The, yeah, uh, I got a bottle. Yeah, you do. All right, I might do. I that. just roll with that now. You teased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, have, I just happen to have some. Yeah, Tasty, you should be getting laid four nights a week now that your face is on a bottle. Who says I'm not? <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to know that. Fair enough. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Bevo. sure you do, Beeve. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. Just because it's you, Beavis. Oh. Oh. I love you, Tasty, but... Okay. But what? We're not there. Yeah. All right. uh, Here's a story that I I thought was uh, well told, but apparently not. Uh, Someone wants to know the story behind the censored label. Why is that beer called censored, guys? Uh, Well, uh, so originally it was called The Chronic. Yeah. It was in a 22-ounce... Which is awesome. ...bottle, and it was a lot bigger beer, a lot more chronic... Yeah, and uh, so uh, and that was a chronic with two K's, and that's the purple <laughs> letters that you can see, kind of a little bit of them. Uh, it's still there a little bit, right? Yeah, it's still there a little bit, and um, so we were already rocking the chronic, and that was out, and you could you could buy it as a twenty-two ounce, and, and like I said, it wasn't like the censored of of now. It was a lot bigger beer. Yeah, and uh, and then I guess the. The the someone the authorities said you can't you can't do that that's a countercultural reference and we said what like indica pale ale isn't and and all these other bottles that have pot leaves all over them and and they said well that's slang and you can't use that so as a joke they put a, a censored thing over the label and faxed that into the label authorities and uh, they accepted it. And we just did that as a joke, so. But it worked. It, they, yeah, it worked, and they were like, "Oh, okay, well, we'll take it this time." We were just kidding, but uh, 
so all of a sudden they 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 went for it and and that's how that beer kind of kind of happened. See, that's what I meant about how I love that these guys are always giving the finger to the man because they got told they're not allowed to do it the chronic. So you just put a you then call it censored, and it's just a really nice and clever way to say, well, fuck you then. Come on, this is ridiculous. Fine, we'll call it censored. Yeah, but you can still see the chronic on there a little bit. Yep, and there's an energy drink, unfortunately, of the by the same name now, and that's allowed. Uh, energy drinks are not regulated. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What about? Uh, I know it's a common thing when this topic comes up, but Bud, Bud's yeah. all right. Chronic's not. Uh, yeah, apparently. What I am curious about it: Did you guys fight it at all? Did you say, "Come on, guys, it's a name. You can't uh, stop us," or did you just say, "Fuck it, we'll call it censored"? I wasn't there, so that maybe Donnie knows more about that. Yeah. Other than the fact that Tony is like obviously by his his writings and his bottles and his blurbs and everything he writes, uh, he's pretty much a wordsmith. You yeah. Know, he's just like you know he he released a, a summer beer called Number Nine, and Magic Hat got a hold of him and said, "Hey, we do Number Nine. He's like, "Whoa, wow, sorry man, I had no idea." Easy. Yeah. I'll do Number Ten. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'll do Nuevo. Yeah, it's it just it doesn't matter. You know, there's I a see. lot of words. Um, if something comes back and says, we're going to fight you on this, he's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, I've got another word I can call it. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the correction originally was recession. Yeah. You know, he saw MSNBC blurb or whatever. And then like, you know, he's NPR. Like, NPR, probably even better. Yep. Yeah. But, but yeah, saw some kind of thing where it was just like, it's a correction in the economy. He's like, oh, that sounds better anyway. And God, you know, yeah. just the That's ability, funny. the ability to have him to change his things on the fly and still, you know, just roll with it. And just, he rolls. It's very so. Zen. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, beer speaks, people mumble, right? So, yeah, I like that, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, the guys uh, up in Weed, California, had that uh, that bottle cap that says Try Legal yeah. Weed. And they got taken down, but then but they eventually won. allowed. They won. They won. Yeah. yeah, they won. Which I think is great. I mean, the town's called Weed. What's the guy going to do about yeah. that? Yeah, it was Abner Weed. That was dude's <laughs> name. He <laughs> yeah. found the town. Yeah. And who, who, what's, Poor what's the guy's name uh, running up there? The ex-cop? Uh, Vern? The guy who owns... Oh, the guy who owns the brewery? Who owns, owns, owns Mount Shasta. Yeah. yeah he is a, he's an ex-cop. Oh, I see. And it's like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's he's looking to cash in, and that's great. It's a great catch. It's clever. Why it's not? It's great. And yeah. he won. Yeah, it's and a hook. awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have a hook. Gotta and you got to have a sense of humor, I think, in craft beer, too. Yeah. Are you are you going to try to uh, maybe get it renamed Chronic? Or it's kind of uh, censored. It's got, it's got such a life of its own yeah. now. It it's better, matter. I think, now. I, they, I think so. Now it's got a story, you know. Again, the man did you a favor. You Once know, again. It, it, you know, it turns they they they're trying to bring you it down. I think it's what you take. You make you make great. You take you know sour grain and you make yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's right. like, what do you do with lemon? I think other lemonade, breweries you know? are already like uh, what is it? Port Brewing. They have a chronic. They have a chronic ale. Oh, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I had one at the Firkin Fest last. Uh, oh, with okay. a C, too? But they're not the chronic. The straight up yeah. chronic. Like, yeah. So good for yeah. them. Good for them. It's not. It's not packaged. Yeah, yeah. It's all about packaging. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. Red tape. I get upset about that stuff, though. I, I know you guys you have a very kind of role with it, but I get pissed off at douchebags. I get pissed off if somebody uh, just calls their beer chronic. That would piss me off, because I'd be like, come on, I did that 10 years ago. And then second, I'd be pissed off at the ABC, too, about the whole Bud thing, and that's all fine and good. But because I don't have the money to you know lobby you, it's all, you know, I just, I'm just yeah. not that easygoing. Or if someone comes down to, it's just you know, their words. Yeah. It's more words. If yeah. someone called and their, you uh, can come up with something that's equally good or better. Or right. Like if, for example, they were you. Someone called their uh, radio show a brewcast. Yeah. yeah. We already did that. I mean, it's you can't take that. Well, you can't you can't copyright a word. Yeah. What are you going to call it? The and then I can't use the word the in any sentence ever. 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. The <laughs> yeah. Stupid jerks. All right. Original thought. Here's what we're going to do, because I'm going to try to wrap things up. Uh, I do want to try some of that Thornbridge beer with these guys, like if we Santa. can, chat. Uh, a listener had asked if we got the Zion beer, Zion brewing beer that they sent in. And yes, we did. I've been drinking the crap out of it. We didn't uh, talk about it on the air. Um, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't all great. Um, some of it was I was thirsty and it was late, so yeah. I drank it. The stout was real good, though. The stout was real nice. And I, if I remember right, I think that they, we got sent a couple different kinds. Um, the amber was also real nice. Mm. The lager, it, uh, it left me wanting. It wasn't that great. But I have been drinking the shit out of it. So thank you for sending it, and it won't go to waste. Not not one bottle got poured out, which is, I think, a good thing. Is that why it's called a lager? Because you drink the shit out of it? <laughs> Get Because you log. <laughs> and I don't... I can... Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, I did to answer your, your questions. Uh, I'm ready to take Drunk of the Week calls. 888-401-BEER. Give us a call because we're going to wind down. We're going to let these boys uh, get some food and relax. We're going to have some beer with them. So, 888-401-BEER. You want to compete for Drunk of the Week today? I did see I, I missed some uh, Skype calls. I, was, I wasn't paying attention. If you want to call in via Skype, that's fine. I'll take the call there as long as I see it. Uh, also, I got some Belgian candy sugar to give away. How do we want to give that away this week, Shat? What do you think? We can... Uh, what? Gotta, ass to ass. Do ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs> make somebody do something. Anyway. Uh, kind of want to hear someone take a bong rip or something in spirit of of, uh, of the chronic uh, for uh, a water tobacco pipe. Yes, rip. yes, a water tobacco pipe rip for some Belgian candy sugar. Also, tomorrow's four twenty. Oh, yeah. oh, it is. It sure is. But and if you're not celebrating Hitler's birthday, then you should call in and <laughs> do a bong load. Or the, the Red Baron's last kill. Uh, right? All on 420. Or Columbine. Also Columbine. So, Tasty, what do you got? The day off tomorrow? Uh, national holiday for you? 420? I'm just going to be smoking, <laughs> man. <laughs> he doesn't know. What? Not me. What you're he? thinking of Toasty. Oh, maybe it's... <laughs> His alter ego. By the way... No, you, nobody in this room has wished me a happy Greek Easter, except for you. Nobody cares. I don't appreciate that. Nobody it's cares. Not a real Especially holiday. Bevo. It isn't a, what's the difference between Easter and Greek Easter? It's different days. Jesus, Your Jesus died on a diff, or rose again on a different day? And it's a better ceremony. I think we use better church incense. You do? Can I just say that? The Orthodox. What is, who's I've Greek Jesus? Greek Easter. It's just normal Jesus, but you know, Greek people. <laughs> but he like rose him. on a different day just for the Greeks? It's just a different calendar, nice. man. <laughs> You, like, cling to the Greek thing, but other than that big stupid look on your face, there's nothing Greek about you. No, I'm not hairy. <laughs> um, yeah. Not, I don't know, I can't do math. <laughs> what other things are Greek? I can't do math. Yeah, I'm very um, unlikable. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I can't, uh, I'm not a philosopher. <laughs> that's true. Um, you haven't invented anything cool like democracy? No, no, and uh, that's about it, really. I see. But, but, but come Greek Easter, you're all about Greek it. Easter, I'm like... You know, everyone anytime goes Happy Easter. It's yes, not my yes, Easter yes. yet. I Why don't you think e- about other people just because it's funny? Because everybody else gets a chance to do it, and I never get to. Now I may not have said Happy Greek Easter, but I do still have your suck it Easter egg yeah, in the do. studio in your honor. Well, in all fairness to me, uh, you don't really clean that much in here, so <laughs> I think it's just a leftover. It'll be here next year. Yeah. It'll be here for next Greek Easter. Oh yeah. Oh, it's gonna smell nice. It's gonna be great. Yeah. All right, eight 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 four one beer. You guys are slacking this week, huh? No one wants to uh, compete. No for, drunk of the week for drunk of the week. That'll be a first. What can we? Do, what, what are we doing to give away candy sugar? Scott, what do you, you have? A game to play? Do I have a game to play? I, I let's play. Uh, who can who can take the most bong loads in honor of four twenty? <laughs> I will take anyone in this room. We don't we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> 
Well, you guys never had bong ale? Oh. I'm talking about beer. Loads of... Yeah. Loads yeah. of bong ale. JP's had loads. Yeah. What? What? That's uh, not cool, dude. You know what? I'm just kidding. Is this the Thornbridge in front of me here? Uh, yeah, it is. What, what's, what kind is that, uh, Mark? Or, uh, We're checking out the bottle. See what, what kind we is got. it? From our guest last what does it week. Say, uh, uh, Lucid? House Young. House Young. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, these guys are making uh, hoppy Fabulous. beers. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm digging that. It's like a citrus thing happening? Big. Yeah. It's got a nice mouthfeel. It's, it's got a really uh, interesting aroma, I would say. Yeah, they say, uh, what do they say on the back here? That is a lot of flavor. Homegrown Foggles hop source from John Popel of Derbyshire. Oh. And in a huge amount of freshly picked green target hops from Mark Andrews of Home End Farm, Her- Herefordshire. And uh, they're using a Saison yeast oh. to re ferment. Oh. Just, re- just for carbonation. That's interesting. Oh, I really? like that. It'll lay flat. Yeah, it's that's cool. This seems to have some of that uh, Nelson Savan, uh, that hop, that New Zealand hop that. that uh, has sort of a Chardonnay flavor. Yeah, yeah. I think they mentioned the using those when they're on the air. A little minty, maybe a little spearminty mm-hmm. kind of thing. A little, yeah, a little. I wouldn't mind if it was a little minty. more carbonated. Well, well it's English. It's English. It's English. Yeah. You know, they like that's a good. Point. Yeah, well, and you know, the English, English like things bottle. dull. We're lucky to enjoy it, and it doesn't taste like raisins. And yeah, you're right. Oxidized. It's fresh and yes. sent straight it from t- them. T- it tastes Ooh. fresh from them. It does. What, <laughs> what is this? The stout. Uh, what is this? What is this? It's Let me take a couple calls while you guys are doing this. Uh, I got it smells s- real good. I want to know. It's almost like I think I've got uh, Gordon on Skype here. Gordon, you with us, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. What you calling for? Drunk of the week? Uh, I was just calling to test my Skype. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good, man. If I can help you adjust your settings or do your fucking taxes, uh, just give me a ring, Gordon. Well, thanks, no, no, no. I've been uh, sitting here listening to the show, drinking. I'm hanging out in Boston with my friend, waiting for the uh, C- the CBC to start. Oh, great. I'll see you there next week. That's you, be a good time. He's there, uh, he's there like eight days early. I'm just waiting for it to start. I'm waiting for you. You're going to be in room 213, right? Just, uh, the Boston Marathon's tomorrow, and then uh, we start on Tuesday. Are you running in the Boston Marathon? No. no. Are you, you in line for the new Star Trek movie tickets, too? <laughs> yeah, that's coming out, you know. Uh, all right. No, I'm just going to drink beer and laugh at them as they run by. I totally want to see that. Yeah. That'd be great. So, uh, what do you think? Are you applying for Drunk of the Week or just call and say what's up? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm applying for Drunk of the Week, yeah. All right. Tell us the story. What do you had? Well, I've uh, got some uh, Lost Abbey that I've been drinking here. They're uh, stout. Yeah. And... Uh, um. What else have we been drinking? Some, uh, um, I have a couple of my home brews here. Some Dogfish Head 90 Minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found some Founders Dirty Bastard here that I couldn't get back home. Okay. Well, you got your boyfriend in the back there telling you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to figure out what we drank. We can't quite remember. Don't forget about your homebrew. It was very delicious. It went down very well with the pate. <laughs> no, no, we have been eating liver pate, too, and it was really gross. Oh. I like pate. Uh, I'd like eat liver pate. Yeah. I had some Paxton pate last night. Wait. Yeah? From his own liver? Never mind. No. That's, not, that's, yeah, that's just the, way too I, friendly. Ball pate. I saw the picture that you posted of his refrigerator, and I just my jaw dropped. Yeah, he's got a hell of a beer cellar. Well, I'll tell you what. It sounds like you've been consuming, but uh, you're pretty sober. I'll put you on the list, but I have a feeling you might get some tough competition tonight, my friend. Okay. All right, brother. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. There you go. That's Gordon. Uh, thanks for the phone call. And looks like I have Hopman oh, from St. Louis on the line. Hopman. Yes. Hopman from St. Louis. Hopman, what's happening, brother? Blue suck. 
Hey, what's going on? Yeah, this is a good start already. <laughs> hey, man, what's he happening? Maybe either? he's autistic. You don't know that. <laughs> Uh, I'm not autistic. I'm you're, drunk. You're autistic, Brent. <laughs> Where are you from, Hot Man? St. Louis. All right. And uh, what have you been getting drunk on? The blues I've been losing. drinking some Terrapin. I had a barley one that I brewed a couple of weeks ago that I iced. Um, All right. I turned it into an ice beer. You ice brewed it? Really good. Really good. That, they're onto something uh, with that frost brewing. It's really good. <laughs> How much? How much did you yeah. leave behind when you when you iced that up? That's what a good you, question. What'd you get from what you had? Uh, not not very much. <laughs> you didn't get very much. Or you didn't leave behind very much. I didn't get very much out of it. Just like I said, <laughs> not much. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Yeah. Here I'm thinking I'm going to ask him a few questions about this process, and I, I don't have the time. No, no. maybe you ought to do it. We'll Daisy. skip that. No, no. no, no. <laughs> Oh, oh, we got plenty of time. Come on, we got all time. It's a. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. The night is young. <laughs> I'm young, you're young, the night's young. We're good. Yeah. Quali- qu- quality, not quantity. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I think Hopman has uh, surpassed Gordon on the list, right? I'm surprised he figured out how to work his phone machine. <laughs> well. I didn't think I would get it because I did I I I don't have a, a British accent, you True. know. So I know that we've been last couple of weeks you saying, going to the bridge, you know, and Australia. Saying you're saying Bevo's drives a bone, is that what you're saying? Yeah. What? Uh, also you also haven't sung She's a song. The only woman there. Oh, I'm sorry, JP. That's true. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. Hey, how are the blues doing? All right, brother, you're in uh, you're in the running. Yeah. All right, there we go. We're going to put uh, put him in the running. I'm getting another call. I think Blobber Gleeby Glooby Glop is calling in. Uh, they won already. Yeah. Speaking of working his phone, he hung up on himself and called back. <laughs> he's, uh, what, are you under the house hiding from your wife? He just, just put his phone in his pocket. No, he's, he's eating. Cheeto. Hey, Gleeby Glop, stop moving around so much and talk to me. Hey, what's this guy's deal for the newbies? What are you, are you pocket dial? Are you ass dialing me? What? What? Just a second here. Oh, sure. I'll wait for you. You're only sure call- you will. You're only calling my show. This what is you- real voice, guys. Is this... Uh- oh. <laughs> it's Blobber Gleepy Glop's theme song, I guess. And he sung it, too. Is that his voice on there? Yeah, you didn't know he sung this? You hear me? I hear you. <laughs> All right. What was that movie? That was uh, The Lion something. I don't know. Is this a Drunk of the Week call, Blobber? I think it's Gay of the Week call. <laughs> Always. Oh, All it's right. very nice. What have you had? Oh, I've had a spritzer. Uh, well, <laughs> a Zima? I started, I started <laughs> Zima? at four. They still make that? No, they do No, I don't. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't have a case in my fridge. <laughs> I'm aging it okay. next to some barley wine, some okay, pomegranate nice. barley wine. Where's your angry wife uh, tonight? Shush. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So I started at four. So that's like one in the afternoon for you guys. 
Yeah. Uh, she made blue. Why does this always happen where he ends up sounding like he's at the back of the room? <laughs> I think when he said shush, that was really him hucking the microphone across the room. Every time he calls, he's like uh, 110%. And then by the middle of the phone call, he's underneath a carpet. Well, I had this thing and I had this thing. And Hello. Oh, hey, there you are. Okay. So she made blue. She did. <laughs> yeah. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> All right. She, she may be red. Okay. Uh, check var. So bud var. Uh-huh. Budweiser. Okay, enough out of you. Is this Richard Simmons? I don't know. <laughs> that sounded like Richard Simmons at the end. Blobber's in the running, but I don't know that he's above uh, Hopman. What do you guys think? Uh, Put him in the running. I think Hot Man's still at the top of the list. Yeah. Can you give me a two-sentence explanation of what blah, 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 blah is all about? Nobody knows. No one uh, has anyone ever met him? He's a man. No, no he but just calls and says nothing of substance. He's from Canada. We know that. I find him very nice he's for, a, well, for being Canadian. Tell you what, Scott, you can get to know him. <laughs> for those dicky Canadians. You can get to know him if you send in an essay, 200 words or less, to say why you should be his BFF at the National Homebrew Company. That's true. And I'm trying to work it out so that we can actually make a whole trip out of it. I've got a listener, a uh, friend of the show, who I think is willing to donate miles. So that could be a flight. i got to call Gary at the AHA and see if I can get him a pass. Right? Uh and then the hotel thing, I don't really know. What to, oh, I think Blobber already has a hotel, so uh, that could cover that. He just sleeps in Blobber's room. So I'm trying to make a whole trip out of it, and basically you're going to write in an essay to, to JP, pleading with him of why you should be Blobber's BFF at uh, the NHC this year. I don't want to have any sort of weird dream about it, though. Yeah, that is creepy. So is that How- for the winner or the loser? How great would it be to make Sam his BFF? Oh! <laughs> that would be good. Can we make Bevo's husband your BFF, Blobber? Yes. That'd be okay with you? Uh, absolutely. At least just for club night or pro brewer night. Or the thing is, is that at least out of Sam, we know that he'd be committed. He would stay handcuffed to Blobber the whole three days if we told him to. Sam, He's... I gotta go to the bathroom. No! We gotta stay together! That's what the rules are! Yeah, how are you guys gonna go to the bathroom together if we do this, Blobber? Very carefully. I, I, I shower with men. I don't care. <laughs> He doesn't even care. I do it all the time. It's how we roll in Canada. (laughs) It's cold getting out of the shower, so we travel in packs. Yeah. Man packs. (laughs) That's Paxton's new nickname is Man Packs. Man Packs. Man Packs. All right. Anything else, Blobber? You going to sing a song tonight? I don't know, man. Boring the shit out of me tonight, (laughs) Blobber. Jesus Christ. 888-401-BEER. So far, Hot Man's going to get it. Uh, I just got to give away some Belgian candy sugar. We can uh, finish up and get out of here, right? Doc is on the phone. Okay. This Thornbridge beer is, is good, man. Doc, what's happening? Hey. Where are you at? I'm in New York hotel room. Listen to the show. Are you now? How did uh, how'd last night's uh, BN party go? Oh, that was awesome. Did you get all fucked up? Oh yeah! <laughs> did you get I your? I got drunk of the week by that point. Did you get your brothers in any trouble? I did what? Did you get your brothers in trouble, or it's okay? No, I just big Tim uh, came with me, so. I see. Your other uh, brother bailed he on had it. A good time too. Your other brother wouldn't have oh, anything yeah. to do with it. Yeah, I think so. Justin, do you literally mean his yeah. brothers? Is that a nickname for his balls and his penis? His brothers were there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's like a brother weekend. Uh, who came out? Did you meet some nice uh, BN listeners? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
we ended up uh, going over to Brooklyn, having a few beers there, and then uh, headed over to uh, one of those parties. And, uh, his uh, house and basically had an impromptu party at his uh, apartment. It was pretty fun. You ended Take up in somebody's brew. apartment. You, to, you, you got taken they, home. They, yeah. You so got taken home by me in their cab, and I ended up home. Uh, it sounds like you haven't been drinking at all today, huh, Doc? Um, actually, I've had a few, but, you know, <laughs> we were drinking yesterday starting at, I don't know, we were at the Ginger Man. Ginger Man. We started yeah. drinking real yeah. early. The Ginger and Man. That's a good, good place, so I we, hear. Uh, and the day before, too. So. Two days to Ginger Man. a few today. All right. But um, I, didn't get, I didn't get started till a little later. How about the ladies? Two like uh, in the morning. What's the, uh, how about the ladies? What's the barmaid situation been like? Oh, the, that's uh, Ginger Man. They're great. I mean, the, the two bartenders were just awesome to us, and then the, the manager, too. That's pretty cool. You know, rumor has it that Doc has a thing for black chicks. His brother, his, blo- his, his brother texted me yesterday. He's like, hey, I didn't know that my brother had this thing for black chicks. And uh, apparently you, you've been all over uh, every African-American woman that walks by you out there in New York. Just the hot ones. <laughs> oh, I see. Just the brown ones. Oh. <laughs> All right. You're making my brothers laugh pretty hard over there. Yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. I'm just saying. They were telling me that uh, that you have a thing. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you picture? I would love to see Doc with a beautiful, eight foot taller than him, black <laughs> black woman, just riding next to him in the Hummer. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. She could pick him up like a midget and set him in the seat. (laughs) Just carry him around like a suitcase. (laughs) This is my doc. Uh, Hello there. Yeah. Um, All right, doc, are you back with us uh, in a couple weeks or what? We're off the air next week, by the way, everybody. I'm in uh, Boston. So you got next Sunday off, doc. And then uh, are you done? Are you done with your travels around the world? You'll be back in studio? Um, Let's see. I don't know. I met this girl. Yeah, I think I should be fine. Middle of uh, May, I'll be down in Southern Cal. I should be back in time for the show. Okay. All right. All are you, right. Are you heavily, Doc? Are you heavily sedated right now? What's going on? Oh uh, no! I just um, I spent most of the day hungover. So okay. Uh, we just took a long walk and uh, had some Chinese food. All right. Last night in New York? Great. Yeah, last night in New York. All right. Go make something out of it, huh? This guy's obviously a class act. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, yeah. you want to tell us what you're wearing, too? Or what? <laughs> All right, Doc. We'll see you soon. All right. See you. Later. Wow. Poor Doc. Called him out on his black fetish. Took a long walk. Had some Chinese food. Chow fun. It was great. Held hands. We're close brothers. Yeah. Yeah, Tim was giving me reports, his brother Big Tim, about the whole situation. The listeners and uh, his black thing he's got going on. <laughs> Love it. Is Tim, Tim really big or is Tim's my inside man. Compared well, compared dog. to dog. Yes. Everybody's big compared. You're big compared to the dog. Yeah. yeah. What are you trying to say? All right. Uh, I got to give away some candy sugar and that's it, right? Um, that's it. Don't look at me. Look why don't we just producer. give it to our Drunk of the Week? That way we can make it easy, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Take one more Drunk of the Week call. We'll call it a night. But right now, Hopman's in the running. He's at the top of the list, and I'm going to give him Belgian candy sugar as well, unless somebody uh, makes a defeating phone call real quick, so that we can go and eat some food and hang out and let these guys stop watch working the Sharks game. for a change. And he wants to watch the Sharks. Go Sharks! Uh, what do we got? Just tell me, Bevo. Let's get out of here. Sharks. It's Brew Tattoo. Drunk of the Week? No. He just wants to comment about the BFF thing. Skirt of the Week. Okay. 
Chat. Sharks. Hey. What we got going on? Well, just wait a fucking minute with this deal with giving away Blobber's room and shit. Okay. Sharks. He's sleeping with me, as there I pointed go. out last week. Oh, he's in your room. Yeah, and, I mean, we're filled up because I got him and I got Weed, <laughs> Chaz, and, uh-huh. uh, and, and Kimberly and Wood. What? They're all in the same room? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on there? <laughs> I see. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Might have to put the webcam in your room. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're full. You are pretty full up. But uh, how funny would it be to add uh, a handcuffed dude to blobber to your room? I mean, you could just make him sit in the corner while you guys do whatever you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You can hold the camera. Yeah, there you go. You can hold the camera. We'll make it part of the uh, of the contest. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's a funny idea. I really want to see somebody chain the blobber all week. Not just because, but imagine all the people, like the two people that are going to be at the NHC that have never heard of the BN. All the streets. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're going to see this guy walking around handcuffed all week long. It's going to be a great story. By the end of it, it will precede everything that happens at the NHC. Like... At the end, people will go, how do you feel about the NHC? And the one thing they'll remember is some freaky dude attached to another freaky dude by handcuffs for three days. And, you know, you know, you know, I, w- I was about to back out of this deal with Blobber because he's a freak. Yeah. And I figured, wait a minute, he would make great body armor. I, I see. For the, for the Oakland situation? Out, I'll just pick him up and carry him. Uh, yeah, he's just, he I'm looks safe. like a little guy. Sounds like a little guy. He's a little feller. Yeah. Feller. I yeah. love that word. No one who wears a skirt should say feller. <laughs> I like it. Feller's a great word. I think everybody What's should use it. I'm going to bring back feller. I'm going to bring back yeah. feller, and I'm going to bring back governor. <laughs> yeah, Sully governor. and I were talking yesterday. You can refer to yourself as the governor. The governor doesn't like that. You're allowed to talk about yourself in the third person if you call yourself the governor. I don't know. Maybe. The English you see is and, that and, and all right, hey, You've got too many cats to be throwing stones. I only have three. That's too many. <laughs> For a man, JP, you know how? Yeah, yeah. that's three too many. You're well, right. I'll tell you what. I had one, and she got pregnant. What's your excuse for wearing a dress? You did that on purpose. My cats were accidental. Guys from Lagunese, hey, do any one of you own no cats? Pants. I got no. Pants. No, no. Or kilts. Don, you're going to be the last. See that? Those are all men from Lagunitas, and they don't own cats. Yeah, well, that's right. Know. No cats. Any of them wear kilts? No. Do any of you wear kilts? <laughs> No. No kilts either. No. I'm English. What can did you just crack there? Did I just hear a can crack? You just pop open a can of uh, Rocky Mountain Drinkability. Whoop ass. Okay, I got stuff to do. Good night. <laughs> is he, uh, he, he doesn't to go... want to answer the bad beer question. I think I heard a can crack. Re- replete his skirt. Uh-huh. All right, Tat. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it on creepy yeah. like that. <laughs> Jesus. I think he's right outside the door good night. All right, uh, congratulations to Hotman from St. Louis, our Drunk of the Week this week. He's also going to win some uh, Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy, Inc. Uh, you go to darkcandy.com, check it out. Uh, we're going to send you some of that. Just uh, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, send me your information. I will have it uh, delivered to your door. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Good work. Hey, Justin, before you wrap it up, can I go through a quick list of uh, people and groups and places you guys have offended this week? Yes. Just real quick. Let's uh, do that. Okay. I do want to... Actually, I worry about these things, but I, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, so far, I'm going to be afraid of people from the East Coast, stroke victims, Canadians, autistic folks, Shats parents, Germans, Austrians, online gamers, Bevo, the blacks, and the gays. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good... Uh, actually, maybe we were, we were a little off this week. <laughs> Says that a little light. Yeah. 
So I have a listener. What about the druggies? Did you put the druggies on there? We offended them, well, didn't I'm we? I'm not offended, so. I see. Yeah, well, we... Speaking of the druggies, good segue. I have a listener on the phone who wants to take a bong hit on the air as per your yeah. request. All right. You know what, Scott? We uh, could say something rude and uh, say something about the Jews and add them to the list if you want. <laughs> you and your list. We don't just have to... Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll kick your ass, cat boy. <laughs> I remember there was a man who had a list once, okay? <laughs> yeah, his name, was, his name was Schindler. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. Who's on the, who am I talking to it's on the phone? Uh, Wood. Wood. No, God. Wood I is good. Wood. Hello. What's happening, brother? You going to take a bong rip on the, on the air for us? I sure would. I, I'd like to enjoy a bong rip on the air. Uh, of tobacco, of legal tobacco, of course. This is, I'm enjoying some delicious tobacco through my aqua pipe. Okay, perfect. Uh, we'll go ahead and listen to that. There's nothing wrong with and that. I, and I did enjoy some hops, stupid, too. And this is for the candy sugar that I should have uh, had sent to me a couple weeks ago, but okay. here we go. I'll send more. Hold on a second. All right. <laughs> By the way, if you don't cough, it's not a real rip. Wait for it. Yeah. Shit out of that. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Ta da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on one second. Wow, alright. Oh, Not bad. Not bad. Rigged up a mic in his bong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one uh, One more? One Belgian candy oh. syrup to Greenwood. Thank you. Alright, you got Love it. You. Thanks, Wood. You know what's funny about this song? It yeah. starts with a bong rip, yeah. and then he talks about two joints. Uh, only a heroin addict would do something like that. That's a good point. Such a good song, though. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. Next week, no show, so uh, pay attention to the website. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, who, who are we with in two weeks, Shat? Is Shat gone? I think he passed out somewhere. A couple weeks, we have another show with somebody on it. <laughs> All right, Chad. God damn it. Could I have can I have found a worse producer yes. than this kid? Uh, yeah. Sam? <laughs> yeah. Sam. Maybe Sam. Yeah. I it's like five minutes to showtime. The Lagunitas guys aren't here and I go, uh, Well do you have their cell number? Can you call? No. Relax, <laughs> relax, buddy, it'll be all right. <laughs> do you have anybody's number? Chad. No. There he is! Yeah! All right, Chad. Coming out from underneath the bus. <laughs> yeah. Who's on when we're back in two weeks? Do we know yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> TBA. 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 Yeah, TBA Brewing Company. All right. <laughs> I, think, I think he's been out there on the grill. Uh, I love him. I can't fire him. I love the kid. Fat bastard. No, oh, he's still here. Standing oh. right there. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry, Chad's mom. Still I take here. it back. Take it back. He's just, he's slimming down. He's been working out. How many times did you work out this week, Chad? He left again. Can I can I get eight minutes with my producer? He's going to work out. <laughs> can you get him in here, please? I want to know how many times he worked out this week. He told me he got a new uh, membership to the gym. He's preparing your dinner. And uh, I don't care. To, in his defense, he's great at producing horrible radio. That's <laughs> really good. I want to know how many times he's been at the gym since he got his membership. He's probably been to a dude named Jim's house more than a Jim, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Jim, he's a good dude. Chad. No, he's a good guy. How many times have you been to the gym since you got that new membership? A few times. How many times a few times? How many times you go this week? Uh, Three. No, you didn't. No, didn't. <laughs> I was on my way there, and I forgot where I was going early, twice. Yeah, I go early. You do? Yeah. You went three times this week? Just three. Look at me in the eye. 
Tell me you went three times. Three. Yeah, but he, he sat in the sauna for ten minutes and then left. <laughs> what do you do there? Do you lift weights or do you do like the treadmill and stuff? Both. You do both. Yeah. All right. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> Whatever you say, Jay. I'll agree with you. Do you have like a Do you have like a uh, like a arms day and a legs day? Are you like that guy? Like have a routine? You're like, oh, it's it's arms day. I'm gonna go rip it up. You do that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that, Justin. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Can I go back to making you food now? All right. Thank you, Chad. You've done a great job tonight. Yeah. Right. One Go more time for Chad. Chad, yeah! Chad, the producer, ladies and gentlemen. I am definitely not going to visit his mom this week. No. When I I'm was out there. I wanted to tell him his tits were looking really good, but I figured he, that would be the, the straw. It's not. Uh, it wasn't Arms Day. It wasn't Chest Day this week. <laughs> it looks like it hasn't been Chest Day in a long time. <laughs> I love you, Chad. I'm gonna get, go get JP. You're gonna have to give Chad a hug tonight. Oh, I will. Give I him will, a hug. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a good game. All right. Hey, Mark, Jeremy, Don. Anytime. In fact, every week if you want to. You guys are a lot of fun. Please. Uh, as long as you're pouring the beers. We'll be <laughs> No, thanks for hanging out with us and talking about all the beer. Uh, really a lot of fun. Uh, we've been looking forward to this show. So. See, you, see you in Oakland. Yeah, we'll see you there at the anniversary party, I hope, on the Wednesday night before. We'll let you know all the details you need to know. Believe that. So we can get you there. Plus, you'll be at Pro Brewers Night. Uh, I think you're all set up for that. So uh, great to have you in the studio. Thanks for driving down here. Thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank all right, Lagunitas.com. Check it out. Uh, learn everything you need to know to uh, experience the great beers of Lagunitas. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Don't tune in next Sunday. We are off the air. JP's got a lot of things happening next Sunday, I'm sure. I do. Yeah. Right? No, I'll be in town. <laughs> I see. Yeah. It's, you don't have, like, your server meeting with uh, Schumann? You know, you guys aren't going on a quest? Oh, we could. Schumann, do you want a quest next Sunday? Quest it up, dude. All right. <laughs> totally questing. Logging on right now. TTYL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. OMG. <laughs> All right, Beeve, nice to have you back in the studio. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yep. All right. Uh, nice? Moscow, good to see you. Yeah. Uh, fun, fun hanging out in Studio A with y'all. CBS treating you okay? I don't even know if they're still in business. <laughs> and by that, I mean uh, you have the same tiny paycheck as I do, right? You're getting paid? <laughs> All right, everybody. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks a lot. Loganitas.com. Cheers. Give me a wheat beer on a hot summer day. A bark will do me when the skies are gray. I'll take a belcher through any time. And the women think the lamb is fine. But don't you give me that American crew. Boys, I want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew? Can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have me one.